good. It's raining where I'm at. Um, I don't know about 2AEDU. You got rain in um uh, There was. It was, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So it's kind of wet America right now, at least in some places. So if you're if you're watching us live right now, of course you know we're on Utreon. But if you're not, if you're watching the recast of this and you're wondering why don't I see the Who Move My Freedom podcast live on YouTube? Because they don't let us handle guns. So there you go. So for that reason, we're live on Utreon. So if you're listening on audio or you're watching us later, you want to join us here and hang out with us and be part of the conversation, ask questions, um, then Utreon is the place to go. Utreon slash Who Move My Freedom podcast. Uh, definitely appreciate that. If you want to find out about all this stuff, go to HankStrange.com. That is the place. Look around the site. It was built newly built by 2A Commerce, so you guys will hear about that later on here in the show, and uh, we appreciate everything they've done. If you look around here, you can uh, find different ways to support us. You can find all the different platforms we're on. Oh, look. Piston-driven guns. Oh, yeah. Piston-driven rifles right now uh, on the screen. Shout-out to everyone out there. Let me see. I'll give a shout-out to... You know what? Let's get it started, and then I'll give shout-outs. If you want shout-outs, let us know right now. If you have questions for 2AEDU, this will be your time to post those up there. You want, you want to get started? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's do this thing here. Uh, I'll press this button. I, I, I'm so fancy now. Look, I can press a button. Welcome back to the Hank Strange Situation, Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Franklin Armory. Franklin Armory provides 100% U.S.-made firearms and awesome binary option triggers. Their focus and purpose is to provide freedom tools to all Americans, especially those in not-so-free states. So when you're in the market, please consider Franklin Armory. Oh, accidentally opened the bathroom there. All right, we are live. We are live. Let's do the jazz hands. Come on, there goes the jazz hands. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. This is episode 882 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. And my guest, of course, is 2AEDU. There he goes. What's happening, just, guys? Just in case you don't know, he's got it on your, it's on your hat. It's on that big poster behind you. It's on two stickers over to the side. Uh, let me see. And boom. Right now, it's also right there on the screen for you guys to see. What's going on, man? What's up? Hey, how you doing, man? Good. I feel like it's been so long since I've seen you. It's like ages. What, uh, three or four days? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, of course, we saw each other at the gathering. And we'll get into that and other stuff. Let me do some shout outs right now. Do you have, do you want to shout anyone out? Um, I'm having a hard time pulling up the chat at the moment, but oh, how's I saw it going, you. everybody? Yeah, I saw you in the chat. Uh, yeah, shout out to everyone out there. I see DCG44 is in there. Uh, you're in the chat. Appalachian Gunrunner is out there. Cruise Man is out there. Jade Grew also out there. Vanessa Kitty in the house. Um, so what is this? Backup phone number two operational. Okay, cool. And Vanessa Kitty says hi to you. And Lola is Hello. also out there. Hey, Lola. So shout out to all those people. Um, so how was the gathering for you, man? You drove all the way from uh, Michigan, right? How oh, yeah. Was it? How Dude, was it? It, it was awesome, man. 
Oh yeah, had a good time. Oh, really good time. Yeah. Were you there last year? I can't remember. Nope, this was my first one. Okay. All right. So, like you know, I don't know. Should I start with the uh, prototypical question? What was your favorite, most favorite thing? <laughs> Jeez, man. People, I hate when people ask me that. By the way, <laughs> like I, I don't know. It's all a blur. Shot, <laughs> it's all a blur. But I'm just gonna mm. say all the people I hung out with. You know, I got mm -hmm. to, I got to hang out with you and Lola. Um, oh, Paul look at from you. Legally Armed America. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, we did. Yeah, we got some hanging out in. Hung out with him, Such, Robbie Wheaton, um, mm -hmm. just a bunch of people that were there. Right. I didn't get to hang out with Such. I did see him. He seemed busy every time I saw Such, but I saw, uh, is it Rodney? What's the name of uh, yeah. that? Uh, yeah. I saw yeah, his Rodney. buddy Rodney. Yeah, I was I hanging Rod out with him, too. Yeah, I saw Rodney there. He he couldn't, you know, he doesn't like to miss opportunities to harass me, so... I did see him at the show. He's a good dude. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, Guns and Gear, Mr. Guns and Gear was there. Did you see him? Yes, I did. I said yeah. hi to him briefly. Right, right. He was there. I think he. Um, I think he was there for media day on Thursday. I'm not. I don't think I saw him Friday or Saturday. I can't remember. I don't know. I think just Thursday. Yeah. Uh, who else was there? Um, Clover Tack, Ghost Tactical. Okay. Okay. Those dudes um, were there. I did see those dudes. Uh huh. A guy named Affordable Armory that I met. A guy right. named Night Strike that I met for the first time. Okay. Oh, you know, I saw Prince Shoot Repeat there. That's the first time I've met him. I've seen uh, his videos and stuff like that. Do you know who that is? The guy, the guy walking around with the ski mask on and goggles. Okay, I don't think I didn't meet. You don't him remember that? Me. Oh, you didn't see him? Oh, okay. That's uh, Prince Shoot Repeat. And then my friend Vin was there. Vin, who's been on the show, he's also in the 3D printing world. Cool. So, shout out to those guys. Are you into that at all? I do not have a 3D printer, no. Yeah. Um, Ghost Dog, I think, no, is it Ghost? No, not Ghost Tactic. What is it? Swamp Dog that? Armory was Swamp there. Swamp Dog, yeah, Swamp Dog Armory was there. Yeah. Um, you know, I met him. And I think, I don't know if he was only there Thursday as well, because I can't remember seeing him any other days. Um, Yellow Dog 64 says, hey, 2 8. So he's. What's happening, man? Yeah, Armin and Axe is also out there. Okay, so lots of celebrities. I saw you did a video with Jordan Stein of GOA. Oh, yeah. So that was did cool. One. Yeah, that was cool. That was nice. Jordan's a good guy. There. I like Jordan. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. But he had some good news for people, too. And, mm -hmm. you know, the good news videos never get as many views. People like mm -hmm. um, Panic and Doom and Gloom. But mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Let's put out a positive video about all these um, constitutional carry states. And yeah, that's kind I, of what we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. You know, unfortunately, it was good news for all those states. And I'm happy. I was, you know, Florida is not one of them. So that always makes me miserable. <laughs> Neither is Michigan, trust me. <laughs> yeah, man, I know. It sucks. Uh, Flying Rich is out there. See Flying Rich. What's up to Flying Rich? What's happening, uh, Rich? How you doing, yeah. man? Florida man? Yeah, I spent a couple of hours talking to him today. Um, yeah, so that was cool. What uh, what kind of guns did you see there that, that you know, maybe you never got a chance to see or that you really liked out there? Well, part of the time when me and Such disappeared is we went down to that Bay one it's called and we did a whole like interview and shooting thing with the PSA Jackal. Mm -hmm. So okay. 
that was introduced at SHOT Show two years ago. People mm-hmm. are kind of, you know, frustrated. It hasn't come out yet, but mm-hmm. I shot mm-hmm. one that I was guaranteed is 99% ready to go. Mm-hmm. And we're supposedly talking weeks or like a month or two. Soon, yeah, I'm they're saying the soon. Tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that video up yet? That I've you not posted Such? my video. I need to edit oh. it still. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't think Such posted his either. Mine is up out for the folks who want to see that. Um, so you beat but, yeah. both of us. Yeah, I don't know what difference is. Yeah, <laughs> whatever difference that makes. <laughs> we're, we're not in a race. Yeah. I was just saying. Yeah, absolutely. No, no. But I am winning though. So I mean, so far <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I'm oh, sure yeah. you should. Did you shoot a lot of videos? Yeah, I did quite a bit. I did a bunch okay. of just little like shorts. I'm trying to make like a collage because I'd go mm-hmm. up and just shoot like. One Taurus pistol, magazine worth, then shoot a revolver. So there's mm-hmm. a bunch of little short ones. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I did, I shot a lot of, sh- I think I shot more shorts. So the, like, I, you know, I do the shorts for YouTube. I'm not putting too many of the shorts on Instagram. Maybe I need to do that, but I don't know. Instagram's kind of a pain in the butt for me. Um, but I think I shot more shorts than I did actual videos. I think maybe I did like four or five actual videos there i know i did something on the jackal but that was the last thing i did because they didn't have that at the media day i don't know when it showed up i think it showed up on saturday or something like that Um, yeah it was kind of like elusive for the most part then it showed up and everyone was able to shoot it the last day or two yes and so everyone who attended like folks are out there shooting the living daylights out of it and it worked great i when um you know, so a lot of people who were shooting it put like I think they were giving people maybe five rounds, but when we went to to that bay on the end, I think I shot at least I don't know maybe fifty. They had to stop me. They said, you know what, Hank, you can't shoot all the ammo that we brought over here. So you you know they cut me off, but I did get a couple of magazines through there, and I didn't see any kind of hiccups with it. So I don't know about you, uh, I I do think it's probably really 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 close to ready. Well, Josiah brought me a pallet of ammo in, so I think I ran about 10,000 rounds through it. Yeah, well, okay. okay. Yeah, Do you right. have fingers? Show me your fingers right now. <laughs> I got a few of them left. <laughs> I do have uh, an interesting piece of trivia, though. And, oh, well, look, on this the, is just okay. Uh-oh. on the Jackal video, a little behind the scenes for you guys. So okay. I didn't have a cameraman. A good friend of mine was supposed to come down. Something with his family came up mm-hmm. at the last second, so I drove by myself and we mm-hmm. get down there and had an interview with the engineer and it was like a big deal to do the jackal like how you did right mm-hmm. and i'm like i have no cameraman so suit zero zero was my cameraman for that oh, video cool. very cool you took a camera though right yes i did and okay it's kind of crazy i guess you call it celebrity cameraman right yeah but that's cool no if you can get if it it was cool i mean heck. you could also go solo but you know it's nice <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't get... want to do it like in selfie mode. That's hard to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I know, I know. No, but that's cool of Such to uh, to get in there and help you. You know, someone should have been doing a behind the scenes of Such shooting your video for you. You know, I think there is a little bit of that actually. Oh, okay. We got to get a hold of Rodney. <laughs> yeah, and then Such has his own camera person now. Um, he's got a whole, you know, a whole posse entourage that he rolls with these days. 
He does, but what a nice guy, though. I mean, everyone yeah. there, you walk up to these people, and that's why I wish more of our viewers would have gone because you could just walk right up to Hank. You could walk mm-hmm. up to Legally Armed America, mm-hmm. Such, and just like, you know what I mean? We were all mm-hmm. just hanging out with everybody. I like Such. I think Such is like your prototypical Southern gentleman, you know? Oh, yeah. Always nice and welcoming and all that with folks. So, yeah, he's cool. Uh, Paul was really, you know, is a really nice guy. And Lola and I got to to spend a lot of time talking with him. Um, you know, it's always good to see you. Uh, oh yeah. I'm you know I'm trying to think who I spent a lot of time talking to over there. Uh, at the event, I hung out with the guys from uh, Right to Bear. I did spend some time talking to those guys. Those are cool dudes. We've had oh, them yeah, on the are. show. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Let's go on to the next thing here in the time that we have. Okay. So I did the jackal thing. All right, let me see. What else did I do? Oh, I saw the high power from uh, FN, the FN high power. You know, that was cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't really know a lot about the high power, so I never had one of the original ones, but I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. They modernized it. It was, it was all right. Oh, here we go. Here's an old, um, Which one is this? Old Hungarian. This is a Hungarian high power. Oh, okay. Which is a clone of the original design. So did you see the FN high power out there? Did you shoot it? I saw it, but I didn't actually shoot it because there was somebody else that wanted to more and then I got distracted, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, very nice. But here's an original one. Yeah. Listen, you need to smack people and get people out of the way, man. You know? I know. I you know, need to say... You know, listen, this is what you need... Think about this. Think about this acronym next time, okay? Dick Wham. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you know what that means? I'm not sure. No. <laughs> why are you looking up? Why are you looking up at the screen? <laughs> why are you? Who are you looking at? <laughs> well, I'm waiting for it to. to like, you know. Okay. Dick Wham means. Do you know who I am? <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, which listen, no. I've never seen a gun guy do that. I don't actually push people out of the way or whatever, so I don't do that stuff. I will, like with the jackal, I did go up to the table and ask him if we could like pull the jackal off the line for a little while, and then we took it and shot it, and then we got it back, because I know people were there trying to shoot that. Yeah. So, you know, but the, the media day, I don't think, it was nice to have like a separate media day, but it wasn't necessarily enough time to get everything in, so, you know, and it's tough, and when you see people really want to shoot something, you know, and you know that somewhere along the line, you're going to have an opportunity. A lot of times it's just better to just, I like to watch people shoot and enjoy themselves, you know? Yeah, I was doing a lot of that too. And plus, if it's your first time going to an event like this, mm-hmm. it's just all like a blur, right? You're just trying mm-hmm. to keep up with everything. It's all mm-hmm. like kind of chaos going around, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cruise Man said Alabama's uh, constitutional carry bill passed. Yes, I know that. Congratulations to folks in Alabama. I'm going to say this later, but let me just say this. Cruise Man, are you in Alabama? Whoever's in Alabama out there, um, I'm just, I'm going to do this later on, but I'm going to do it now since Cruise Man mentioned Alabama. I just want to share this with everyone. Check this out. This weekend, I'm going to be in Alabama, in Huntsville, at Gigaparts. It's uh, Gigaparts uh, Ham Radio Day. March 26th, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. I'm going to be there hanging out with my friend Jason. 
of Ham Radio 2.0. This is me and him at Hamcation here in Florida. So I'm going to be there in Huntsville, Alabama. Me, myself, Lola, Jason will be there. They're having a whole thing at the Gigapart store. Whether you're into Ham Radio or not, you guys can come down there and hang out with me. And then don't say that I didn't tell you that I was going to be in Alabama. So for anyone who's in Alabama, there you go. Um, and Lola... Nice. Lola wants to know... Well, okay, let me see comments here. Flying Witch says, I knew 2AEDU way back before, before Such was his cameraman. Uh, congratulations to you. That's funny. <laughs> I, hope, I, hope you got, I hope you got him to sign a non-disclosure form. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, Armin and Axis says he met a lot of great people doing all of this. Yeah, I think that's cool. And Lola wants to know, what does 2AEDU like about the original High Power? So let's do that. I'm a big Millsurp fan, and there's mm -hmm. just a ton of history around this pistol. You know, the U.S., 1911 all the way through, but mm -hmm. most of the rest of the Allies actually use this throughout World Wars, and just mm -hmm. just so much history behind it. It's a it's a single action. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's just a nice old classic pistol, really. Yeah, and that is well patinaed, man. That one is well used, which I like that patina of it. You know, just makes it, I mean, you know, you can't yeah. even really, I guess you could try, but you can't really fake that. That looks really good. Do you shoot that often? Oh, yeah. Clearly, this is seen service. And yeah. No, not very often. Okay. Okay. You know. Yeah. So you haven't really had a chance to do the new high power yet, so we'll have to uh, figure that one out. Okay, let me see. What else? Uh who else did I do videos on? Oh, you know what? I went. I did some stuff with PSA, and they had the 5.7 Rock. Did you get a chance to shoot that? I did. What do you think about that one? I was very impressed, and I can tell right away I like shooting it more than the actual FN 5.7. Mm -hmm. Just how slim the grip was, the grip texture. It okay. actually reminded me of Taurus TX-22. There we go. Wait, hold on a second. Why? What's happening here? Okay, can you guys still see us out there? Um, yeah, if you guys can hear me, let me know. I don't know if we're broadcasting or if I have to start this whole thing all over again. If not here, I'm going to have to do like a part two here. So let me know if you guys are reading us. Uh, it may only be me. Let me see. I don't know. Let's see. I got 2A EDU here. I think we might have lost everyone. I think we lost everyone with the rain. All right. I'm back. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. J uh, Jade Grew says we're still live. Okay. Phew. <laughs> it just, like, kicked me out of the program. It said yeah, I don't. Yeah. For, uh, for some reason, I lost my internet. So I wonder if Lola's listening. I don't know if this. It looks like it has power. I don't know what happened. But it's raining here. So anything could be going on. I'm using, like, cellular service to do this. So gladly we got it back. Um, if people are reloading, we should still be there. So hopefully it will hold strong. It will hold strong right now, and we're here. What were we talking about? Oh, you know what? I was showing you this. We were talking about the 5.7. So yeah. this is my FN 5.7, which I like. I'm a fan of this. You know, to me, I think this is like a classic, revolutionary type of you know pistol, all polymer. 
you know, uh, high capacity for, you know, for the time when it came out, shooting the 5.7 round and all that, very lightweight. The biggest complaint of everyone about this, including me, is it's really, really expensive. So, um, you know. And I think it depends on your hand size, too. The original mm -hmm. 5.7, like, it's an awesome gun, like, obviously, but... It was just always a little large for my hands. The PSA Rock just felt like it fit my hands quite a bit better, like it's thinner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It is more, it, I think it's even more streamlined than the Ruger 5.7. I liked I think it. So. I liked it better than the Ruger 5.7 pistol, which is also a, a cool gun. I mean, I'm happy to see uh, all these 5.7s handguns coming out, to be honest. I th yeah. If we keep saying that, we're going to give Flying Rich a big head, though, if we keep propping the 5.7 up too much. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know, man. You know, he's already got a big head, you know, so. Uh, and I doubt I doubt that the, uh, the what is it? the What is that saying? Does the carpet match the drapes? I doubt it. You know, I but doubt it. Definitely his, <laughs> his cranium. <laughs> his cranium is definitely inflated. Let's put it that way. Um, let's, I'm just waiting for him to respond back. Um, but so, no, that was a cool gun, that PSA. Yeah. The trigger was good on it too, didn't you think so? Yeah, I thought the whole gun was cool, man. Yes, the trigger was good. It did have a good feel in the hands. It, you know, I mean... I don't know. Some people, I've heard people say it looks like the Ruger 5.7, but I don't, I don't think it looks, you know, I don't think it looks like the Ruger 5.7. A lot of these guns are similar. It's almost like all the pickup trucks look alike nowadays, right? Yeah. But I, to me, it felt different and it, and it just, I don't know. I just feel like it, it functioned. It was real flat shooting and all that kind of stuff. So. Oh yeah. Very flat shooting. Not much recoil at all. Yeah. Um, a cruise man says Hank was talking, so we didn't miss much. Okay, that's true. That's, you know, what can I say? What can I say? All right, let's see here. Um, wait, hold on. We're still in the, are we still in the welcome thing or it reset all of that? Yeah, I it had know. to have reset. Yeah, I think it reset everything because we're past. I'm going to go on to, I'm going to go in, we should go into the next scene right now. Let me do this. Walther Arms has been making concealed carry handguns for over 90 years, starting with the PPK. Today, Walther is based in the good old US of A and still builds quality firearms like the PPQ and PDP for personal defense and competition. So when you're in the market, please consider Walther Arms. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Walther Arms. All right, welcome to AK Sean out there who said, yeah, we did drop out. We completely lost the internet here. Like, I saw it go down. So, I think it's the the rain. There's, like, a significant... I don't know if people could even see out my window here because it's so dark. But there's, like, significant uh, rain thing going on here. So, um, all right. So, okay. We covered the 5.7. Let's see. Come on. What other guns there that you liked? You know, or maybe even didn't like. Everyone wants to be positive. You seem like you're always a positive person. Was there something there that you're like, yeah, this really sucks. I don't like this. Actually, you know what? I'm I'm a positive person, but I don't lie to people either. There's mm -hmm. one that I do not like. Uh huh. And, and it might hurt someone's feelings, but it's right. you know that that savage stance. Oh, the I don't think I'm a fan. Oh, I didn't mess with any of the savage stuff. It's a new little pistol they have. Okay. 
And man, there was just something about the trigger. It was like long and it was, I don't know if I quite call it spongy, but it was just weird. Let me, what is it called? The Savage Stance? Stance, I think. S-T-A-N-C-E. Stance. Uh, Handgun, right? Yeah. Let me see if I could find this and we could share it with people. I didn't even, I did see that Savage was there. But I spent a lot of time just talking to people, and I didn't wind up going over to... Let me see. Come on. Where's my well, internet, Savage yo? Made, mm-hmm. Savage made pistols back in, like, World War One, So I'm like, dude, I'm all about it. They're going to make pistols. But instead of making a classic gun, mm-hmm. like bringing the high power back, mm-hmm. like if Savage would have done that, it would have been sweet. But mm-hmm. they came out with, like, this modern concealed carry type gun. And, man, I hate hating on a gun, but... I don't. You like didn't really that. like, so you just didn't like the way it felt. I, I I can't get any kind of internet here. That's crazy on my phone, huh? It wasn't very. It was kind of like, I don't know. Just the shape of it was kind of weird. The grip texture was weird. Mm-hmm. The trigger wasn't any good, and it was kind of flippy when I shot it too. Oh, okay. And it was nine millimeter, right? Let me see. Savage Arms Stance. Yeah, it was right? nine millimeter. Yeah. Stats. Let's see. Stats. I mean, and it's wh- okay. Like, I'd take it over a sharp stick, but there's just too many other nine millimeter offerings out there mm-hmm. for me to get too excited about it. What price category is it in? Uh, my local gun shop got a couple of them, and I think they're probably, I think they're like okay, the $400 range. Maybe $400. A little less on the street. Okay, here we go. Uh, interesting. I mean, it looks cool, but it just didn't have the feel. I'm trying to think of what this looks like. Um, the grip's a lot like a shield 9mm, how okay. it fits in your hand. Yeah. Savage stance. Huh. And it's sing- is it single stack? I think it's like a staggered stack, kind of like a shield. Okay. Huh. It's kind yeah. of like single, like stack and a half, whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of handguns. You know, handgun market is um, probably... A little oversaturated, but that's what's selling the most in the last couple of years, right? Yeah. So, um, lots of people putting handguns out there, and hand size is a big deal. Like every sure. gun doesn't work for every person. I don't the uh, the HK VP9. I don't like it because in my hands the slide it has issues as things in my hands that I don't like. But I know a lot of people like that gun, but um, mm-hmm. I don't like it for that reason. So okay. Uh, oh yeah Brian Quick says looks like the Honor Guard pistols from years back which was basically a Smith & Wesson shield copy okay no he, he's pretty much got it I mean it's right mm-hmm. along those lines yeah okay I'm trying to think of what I saw there that I didn't really I didn't really like you know I did see the Springfield Armory Helion but I didn't shoot it so I saw it I didn't either yeah, I took a picture with it. I took pictures of it. You know, so I ha- it's really light. I was surprised by how lightweight it is. Here, I throw a picture up uh, for people to see out there. So here it goes. Um, it look to me, it looks good, and it's a lightweight gun. Uh, let me see. Here's a here's it in my hands. I think I have a lighter picture in the hand. So it's a it's a relatively lightweight gun. I did not shoot it. I did watch other people shooting it because when I got over there. Uh, it was really busy, and a lot of people were trying to shoot it. And I heard even the people from Springfield saying that the trigger is really is is a long trigger pull. 
So my thing with uh, Springfield Armory is like political, though. That's why I'm. Uh, I just ignored their whole booth because I refused yeah. to show their products. <laughs> right. I yeah. Never that's, forgave them for what they did. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I wonder if someone else will just put a Helion out. You know. Here's the problem, though. It's the yeah. same thing with the, with the XD line. I have an HS2000 in the other room, mm-hmm. and it's made by HS Product in Croatia. Mm-hmm. But Springfield has the exclusive importing um, rights to that. So anything made by HS Product, so this is the VHS bullpup we're talking about with the Hellion. Right. All the XD stuff, it's only going to be Springfield until forever. Or until they break it. Yeah, yeah. forever. Yeah, it's a tough thing to figure out, right? Um, I've ignored I've ignored Springfield for the for the most part as well. I think I did do a Hellcat video because so many people kept asking me about the Hellcat, and I kept having to explain to people that I don't really like what Springfield did. You know, people a lot of people don't even care, and it was a whole thing. So eventually, I decided to do it, and you know, which it was all right, and I I didn't like knock it as a gun. It's okay. Um, and even the Helion, I'm a bullpup fan, so the thing I do collect is bullpups, and yeah. I would love to have a new bullpup like that, and it makes me conflicted because it's coming from Springfield, and I don't know if, you know, I don't know if they need to be, if they've gotten to the point where I should forgive them. You know, it's a weird thing, it's a weird thing. I'm waiting for their CEO to just retire or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'll give him a reset, but he still works there. But you okay. do you, man. I'm not worried about what other people do. No, I'm with you. Myself, I'm with you. I'm conflicted you know? about it. Yeah, I believe people should do whatever they want to do, and I do explain it to people. But I don't get mad at people because they have Springfield Armory. And when I first started doing this, Lola and I had stuff from Springfield Armory. Like, Lola yeah. liked the XD pistol, you know, and, and she had that for a while, so... Um, I do, too, and I still have a bunch of their guns. It's not like I'm going to throw them mm-hmm. in the river to prove a point, but... Yeah. I just keep them off my channel because I'm just like, you know, yeah, it wasn't cool what they did. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, it's one of those, it is a tough thing. And it's really with handguns, it's not really tough, except for that case where people kept harassing me about the Hellcat. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to get in and get out on that. And then I made the exception for that. And, and I was like, okay, that's it. I don't want to do any more of this. And now... You know, the Helion's out there, which is a bullpup, and I do see people doing videos of it, and I'm not mad at anyone for doing videos or owning it or anything like that. So, um, you know, we'll, you know, I may wind up, if I have the opportunity, it's expensive too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's about 1,800 bucks. And it's not a trigger pack, so that's the one thing. If it has a long trigger pull, I don't know how that gets fixed. Because it's not a trigger pack in there, I heard. So, hmm. but we'll put that in the category of me being conflicted about that particular. <laughs> yeah, we're probably on yeah. the same page with it, really. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to see what other stuff. What what else do we? What else? Uh, was I up spent here? a lot of time at the Taurus booth. Taurus, okay. Cool yeah, what do you think about Taurus stuff? Dude, I love it. The G3 XL is mm-hmm. awesome. In fact, mm-hmm. it's so awesome. I basically built one over a year ago. I took mm-hmm. my G3C and put a G3 slide on it. Did a couple videos and then mm-hmm. they come out with it as the G3 XL recently. So yeah, that is that cool. is that the one that everyone was doing with Glock 19s, for example, and chopping or 17s and chopping the grip down? Yeah, so basically yeah. they have two new products: the G3X, which is the long mm-hmm. grip with the shorter 3.2 inch barrel. That one I did a video one. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, the G3X. And the newest mm -hmm. one, the G3XL's got the full-size four-inch barrel slide with mm -hmm. the 12-round flush grip frame, mm -hmm. which yeah. I think is the config that more people are going towards out of the two. Yeah. Even back in the days, my brother cut down his Glock grips for that same reason, because I guess it's easier to conceal and stuff like that, you know? For a lot of people, yes. But some people like the opposite with the longer grip if they've got big hands and Here's the cool thing. Just like on Utreon, I do a lot mm -hmm. of stuff on Locals where I can touch guns live. Mm -hmm. I did a whole Taurus Lego stream showing that you can take like six of these guns and just swap all the parts around, mm -hmm. which is pretty fun. Yeah, <laughs> that is cool. I, so here's my take on Taurus. And Taurus had some cool stuff. <laughs> I think I did a short on there. They had a pump action 22 that I thought was cool. I don't know where that short is. I, I shot that. that. Yeah, and I heard there's I a lever action version. It's What is it called? Oh geez, it's it's their gallery gun. I'm trying to gallery remember gallery gun. Oh, because it's not really under Taurus, right? It's like under a different name or something. It's a Rossi. It's a oh, here we go. Let me see. Is this it's it? Rossi? Which Rossi Taurus Heritage is all the same exact company. Yeah. Um. Actually, hold on. Let me see. I'm gonna have to come back here. Let me because I shoot all these gun videos in um in slow mo, and so to play it. I got to come back in here. I got to change that so we could. All right, let's take a look at this. Yeah, here we go. This was cool. Heck yeah, dude, that was fun. Yeah, this is a cool gun. I think I'm going to get this. Um, someone was telling me that you can actually shoot the lever action faster because it's a short, it's like a really short crank on that. Um, so I will, I will probably get that. And do something yeah dude it's got modern sights and if you they sell it in two configurations a wood stock and a polymer the wood looks cool but if you get the polymer that's actually m-lock on the side of the pump if you wanted to put like a grip right. or light or oh, something okay. on it right okay yeah um and let's see i'm in an access so all my taurus guns work great um nice yeah and then to just go back a second lola says what 1800 why <laughs> imported oh boy don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, let's not go back. Let's not go. Let's not dig back. We can go back. To, I mean, <laughs> yeah, at some point, if you if you guys really want to, we'll go back into it. Um, yeah, Lola says it's from Rossi. You know, so so um, Taurus has gone under new management, and I actually met. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the CEO, but I met the CEO in the past, and he came. Um, Brett Voorhees. Yeah, and I think he came before Taurus. He was working for Walther, um, you know, and he he was designing stuff over there. And he and he's really spearheading like a you know a, a revitalization, let's say, of what Taurus is. You know, uh, building better guns, um, you know, modernizing stuff, doing things in a different way. And then uh, yeah, and recently, um, recently, my friend Cody went over to Taurus as well, you know, so, uh, that's, yeah, uh, I hung out with Cody quite a bit over the weekend. He, yeah. he, he seemed really cool. He's only been there like a week, so he's really just getting going and yeah, absolutely. You know, ironically, uh, -huh, go ahead. I was saying that's cool though. You know, it's no longer just like, these are like young guys that are into like hunting, competitive shooting, mm -hmm. social media. So they're like totally modernizing their mm -hmm. strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I look forward to see what they do moving forward here, you know, 
and um, it, there's there's a great potential. I don't know which way it's actually going to go. I mean, they, it could this it could either crash and burn terribly, or completely change the game if Taurus really starts uh, stepping up the guns that they put out and even the way they do things. So yeah, I, I agree, and I, I do tons of Taurus videos. I'm kind of almost known for that, and mm -hmm. you know they really do listen to what the viewers have to say. I mean, my contact with Taurus. I call them probably every two weeks and say, here's a quick, concise, you know, um, grouping of all the comments I've got. And they actually listen to what mm -hmm. people want. That's okay. pretty cool. Yeah, cool. I think they really care about moving it forward. So like you said, it's good to see some like fresh blood over there and then moving in a, in a good direction. Um, you know, I'm trying to see. Let me look through my my pictures here. Who else did, did I see here? I spent some time talking to uh, Bob from JSD jsd supply so you know jsd supply is uh out there in the news <laughs> they're an awesome uh, company they are they are i'm definitely fans of jsd and um you know uh they had the uh what what is that what is it what is the trigger called from jsd the glock trigger uh i don't even know what the name of that glock trigger is but they did have let me see here do i have uh I'm trying to find the video of it. Did you shoot the binary trigger that they have? I shot it at Iraq Veteran Range Day last year, but okay. I didn't make I didn't do it at the gathering. Yeah, so at the gathering they had a binary and I don't know where that video is either. That's I wish I would have cuz it was like a real crude prototype the one I shot last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, here I think I found it. Uh let me see if I could uh all right, let me see if I could throw this up here. So um, this is the trigger. I'm going to fast forward through this. I need to put this up here and give you guys a, a look at me shooting it. You have to get used to it, you know. So the one thing I would say, it's definitely going to be cheaper than what, like, let's say what Franklin Armory is going to put out there. But I don't think that you'll be able to cancel it. So if you pull the trigger, you can't cancel it firing when you release. So that's just something you have to be aware of and make sure it's pointed at a safe direction, etc. Um, you know, so, and I think some, at some point here, I go to the, uh, here we go, stick mag. All right, let's see how that runs. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean. That's cool. It's faster than I can run a Glock trigger, which I can run it pretty fast. I do that kind of Jerry Mitchellick thing of riding the, um, riding the trigger reset which works against you in situations like this you know so <laughs> yeah um edward andrews is sending me gun pictures so people always send me gun pictures while i'm doing this let's see let's see if we could throw this up here there we go Are these these must be his taurus gun oh yep there you go these are his wheel guns right there from taurus Oh, nice. Looks like we got a 856 there, maybe an 85. Mm -hmm. Is that other one a 605? Uh, let me see if we can go in here. I'm not super familiar, and it's kind of washed out here. Uh, let's see. That's a 357 Magnum right there from what I could see. I have yeah. no idea what this is, and this one is uh, that's got to be an 85 yeah he'll have to tell us hopefully he'll tell us in the chat i'm not up with uh 
all of Sig's wheel gun, so he just Fun says fact for you guys. I'm sorry, Taurus, 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 Taurus yeah. Mm -hmm. Taurus is selling more revolvers in the United States than anybody. Number really? One. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh there you go. So Flying Rich said that trigger needs to be in a G thirty four bullpup. So there you go. You gotta work on that, Rich. Um so Edward Andrews says nine nine two, six nine two, and nine four two. Okay, and that's what messes with me. He knows what I'm talking about. That nine forty two is identical frame to an eighty five. Mm -hmm. And I did shoot the nine forty two at the gathering and got some footage of it. So. Oh cool. Okay. Twenty two long rifle. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah. So there you go. Uh I'm trying to let's see. Do, 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 do. Okay, so now Armament and Axis has got his... What is this one right here? That is a... Do, 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 do. That looks like an old PT-111. Gen 2, yeah. in Brazil. Boom. From Armament and that Axis. That was the one right before the famous G2C. Yeah. And Edward Andrews is saying it's 22 WMR. So there you go. 22 Magnum. Yep, they make it in both. Yeah. So... Okay, getting a bunch of, uh, yeah. So, all right. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there was any other cool things there at the show. Um, um, I shot some IWI stuff. That that Masada was pretty cool. That Masada tactical it? with the okay. try to barrel and the optic on it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I shot a um, Galil Ace Gen 2. That was really, really smooth. Mm -hmm. The 5.56. AK that's kind of done up half like an AR, the way the stock is and stuff. So it was nice. Okay, cool. We got a minute left here in this segment. Check out this AK I saw on PSA's table. Look at that. I that's, saw that. That was that's cool. That's so delicious. That's a nice... <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah. Um, PSA does some good stuff. Uh, I also saw H&R was there. And they had some stuff. I think this is from the H&R table right here. I've talked about a, a bunch of this before, but since you and I were both there, I figured, you know, we can go over it. Um, I shot the one in the middle there, the um, M16A1. The yeah. Patrick was telling me this barrel is too fat. <laughs> For a M16A1 pencil barrel, yes. Yes, yeah. But I don't, I don't think that's what, I think that's going to get changed before it actually comes out. So um, that was a mock-up. That was basically a very early, early version. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I think we're about to take a quick break here coming up, and then we're going to come right back here with 2AEDU. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like High Point Firearms and Full Forge Gear, bags and gear for everyday life. Did you know High Point is an American family-owned and operated company located in Ohio with over 30 years of manufacturing experience? High Point is proud to be the home of the working man's gun and your source for affordable handguns and carbines with a lifetime warranty. So when you're in the market, please consider Hype. All right. Oh, there's a whole bunch of windows open right here. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see. We're in the Gorn section. We can show a whole bunch of guns here. Let me get this in. DCG44 says, if anyone is considering a Rossi gallery gun, do yourself a favor and see if you can find the older version, Model 62, and compare before you buy great guns. So there you go. 
And Cruiseman says the PT-111 G2 is a great little gun. Which, of course, Armin and Axis says, yup. And uh, Appalachian Gunrunner says, at 2AEDU, any word on PSA Zentico rail clones? Been uh, seeing some pics. What's going on with that? I thought I saw some at the gathering. Are they on their site yet? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not even I, sure what that is. Um, he's talking about Russian stuff, kind of like the modernized rails and handguards that current mm-hmm. Russian troops would be using. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Compared to, well, since he likes Russian guns, hold on, I'm hooked to my cord here. I don't want to pull my headphones out. Mm-hmm. This is a traditional. Very nice. Tula Russian AKM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Zeneco would kind of bring it to the next generation with like the handguards with all the attachment points and, and slots and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, very cool. Is that a PSA? This is not. Although PSA is making Tula parts kits, mm. parts kit builds. This is a Legion USA. Okay. I bought this before PSA got into this. Mm-hmm. However, when I did my tour of their facility last year, I was hanging out around the end of September. And I saw the parts kits, and they do make these. They just make them in very limited numbers, mm-hmm. and usually they sell out within minutes of them posting them. So yeah, I think you Walter buy something like this. Yeah, I think Walter was telling me about that. Um, so there you go. You got you. You're gonna have to just stalk them on the website to see that. And uh, let me throw in some Gorn here from Edward Andrews once again. He says Taurus G2C. And the polymer judge. So let's see. We'll get the. There you go. Oh, there uh, she is. G2C. I love it. Uh, there you go. And, uh, and then the judge. Boom. There goes the judge. Here comes the judge. That's a nice judge, actually. I like the color. Yeah, that uh, was gun of the year and I think maybe 2012 or 14, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. So very nice. Um, all right. So what do you what do you go with? What's your next uh, in the Gorn section here? What else you got? Okay, so this is something that it's not in stock all the time, but it's pretty readily available from PSA. This is the Romanian GF3R. So this is a GF3, meaning nitrided barrel, PSA receiver, PSA trigger, but it's made on an original Romanian parts kit. So mm-hmm. this is something that, oh, I don't know, prices have been going up lately, but maybe $900-ish range that you mm-hmm. guys can get most of the time from PSA. Yeah. Very nice. Original con block parts. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. I love it. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Armory and Axis says PSA MP5, a ghost gun like we think we've seen it. I don't think the the MP5 is coming out anytime soon. I think that's very backburnered over at PSA. So, um, yeah, just put that gun out of your mind right now. <laughs> Yeah, I know I that sucks. It sucks. You want a you want a cheap MP5. I think the best you're gonna get is the Sentry Arms version, which Sentry Arms on, was there. Oh, okay, go ahead. Well, hold on, I'll side interrupt you. They were there, yes. Mm-hmm. But you can get what I call the poor man's MP5. This is the PSA ARV. Ah. I like the um, handguard you have on it. That's how it comes. It comes. This is an aluminum handguard, and it's a special one that PSA makes and. It's mm. still a direct blowback nine millimeter AR nine right. pistol, yeah. but yeah, no, that's it has cool. The look, but the banana it takes. Oh yeah, the AKV and the um, CZ Scorpion Evo three same mm-hmm. mags. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I like that. 
I shot this down at the gathering. I, I took it down there and I did some um, shooting with like um, GSL suppressors and whatnot. So I oh, got some cool. footage of that. What do you? Uh, oh, you have a um, a tri lug on there. Yes, that's the main feature I was wanting to test out. So GSL mm. is a local company here to me, about an hour away. So I got with Josiah ahead of time and was like, "Dude, can we show off some suppressors and and your ARV?" And we brought it down to that that bay on the end that you're talking about. Did some shooting with it. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Very nice, yeah. man. That looks great. Yeah, I love it. I think that's going to be the uh, thumbnail right there <laughs> uh, for this. <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, here, let me show this off right now. So this is my Sig 516 patrol rifle, you know, um, piston, right? I've had this for a while, man. I've had this for a long, long time. This is probably one of the oldest ARs that I've had. And uh, yeah, this is a good gun, man. I've used this for a lot of different things. And every gun will fail you. This gun failed me one time when I went training with Reed Hendricks. And uh, luckily I took a backup. My backup to this was actually the X95. And he was like, hey, you got to switch out of it. And I don't know why it wasn't working. It was just a really, really weird situation. Um, but yeah, there you go. You know, it's got, it's, uh, I think I got this so that I could put a can on it and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's got a selector up front here and all that kind of stuff. I think it's either closed, you know, or open on the gas right there but uh great gun you know we've done we've tested a whole bunch of stuff with it um has like a uh qd thing built in right there check that out and this is pretty much exactly how this gun came to me and it is still that way so you know my sig 516 and i probably will never i will never get rid of this gun awesome uh, now that's a nice gun and I, I like what you said man not a lot of people like to admit to it but look if somebody says a gun's never ever failed they just probably haven't shot it enough because right. yeah. nothing's perfect in life <laughs> absolutely you know what I'm not. yeah absolutely and we did we've done torture tests with this with different things like magazines and all that kind of stuff and it was great i was surprised but yeah things will fail you when you least expect it so you got to have backups <laughs> for your backups and don't get me yeah. wrong, I have guns that have never jammed yet, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I still have to say yet because, look, ammo's so expensive, and mm-hmm. I review quite a few guns, I just can't afford enough ammo to get them to mess up yet, some of them, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes time. It takes time, too, you know. Um, so, you know, if, uh, you know, uh, Armin and Axis says, all this going makes me want to build more guns, is that wrong? No. And Night Train says, what about Glock Perfection? <laughs> Glocks are pretty good. Uh, let me say this. Glocks are pretty good, but but Glocks will fail you too. Every, everything will fail you, you know, including Glocks. But I'm a fan of Glocks, although that's not what I carry. Okay, so my next thing I want to show off, Full Forge gear that you see down there, which is part of High Point, is a sponsor of the show here. And Full Forge gear has bags, so there you go. Um... These are pretty tough bags. These are gun cases. This one is a single gun case, and uh, I'm gonna I'm working on getting you guys a code and all that kind of stuff. So you go into the range. You want to put your 5.7 pistol. You want to match your 5.7 pistol to the case. You could do that. Uh, there you go. And I don't even know what's in this one. This is the this is the, um, the double case. So oh, Lola has another Sig in there. Surprisingly. 
So this has like two uh, two compartments in here that you could put. So you could put two guns in here, and then you can still have ammo and magazines and stuff like that. And in the other thing there. So these are pretty tough bags. We're going to be trying all this stuff out here, and we're going to get codes and all that kind of stuff for you guys. And inside of that is an upcoming project that I want to work on here. A long time ago, I had the SIG P250s. Uh, back when I think even when I had when I got my SIG 516 here, when I started doing this, my friend Yak Yaz, I don't know if anyone remembers Yak Yaz, um, but he was very early on the channel. He worked at a gun store that I went to a lot. And, you know, he pushed me in the direction of SIG stuff. So, um, and I'm glad he did that. Well, I had the P250s and I had a whole bunch of different combinations and then the trigger wasn't that great. So I eventually got away from it. P320, completely different gun, a lot better. And um, this is actually just the uh, frame for that. So there you go. So this is actually, let me see if I can even... Uh, Let's see if we can get this to focus. There you go. That's actually the firearm right there. This is the fire control unit. And so now what you can do is get your your, your grips and your slide and all that kind of stuff and put a P320 together. So I'm going to be working on that. But this is the thing that you would go through the background check, etc. for. So I'm working on that. And I did get that in from Brownells. So big shout out and a thank you to Brownells for that. And we'll have stuff coming on that here soon. Uh, the SIG Custom Works P320 Fire Control Unit. Nice. There you go. That is cool. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Uh, somebody said AK again. Um, I remember yeah, absolutely. Max AK going. So. AK. Here's a, <laughs> here's a Bulgarian AK-74. Yeah. With yeah. the original plum furniture. I didn't have to use my AK. I think it was a good day. Is that, I forgot, is that how the, the song goes? I don't know. Something like so. that. Yeah. This is a 545 by 39. Mm hmm. And Very nice. Palmetto has these actually. I shot one of their 545s the other day. Yeah. Um, there was a cool 545 pistol that I shot there that uh, looks a lot like a crank, but obviously a crank would be a SBR. It was pretty cool. I liked it. Probably, they had a lot of pistols with the triangle folding brace, which mm -hmm. is really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're doing good stuff with AKs, man. It started out a little bumpy for them. But they're doing good with the AK stuff, I think, out there. I have one they're of the first lots of gen they ever made right over here. The very, very first gen, and it had a little issue with it. But here's the thing. And this isn't just for me because I know him, but Josiah says, send it back. And that mm -hmm. applies to anybody. When they have their lifetime warranty... You could have their first gen AK from eight, nine years ago, and it's still covered under that warranty. So it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. If you have issues, um, I, I would, you know, suggest that you do that. But yeah, they've improved a lot of things. You know, I think for jumping in there and never really having done this, they've really gotten on the ball. And I'm trying to remember what's the name of the guy over there that does a lot of this stuff. Um Oh, I know him. I've done videos with him, but you know, it's to, I, I could I can I'm terrible at names. Let me see if I could pull it up. Cameron. Is it Cameron? Um He runs like the manufacturing facility. Yeah. Uh, uh Ben does a lot of videos. I'm trying to see I hung see. out with Ben over the weekend. Yeah, there's a guy that I did 
Is it Colton? It might be Colton. Maybe. Yeah, it might be Colton or something like that that does a lot of the... When I do the AK video, so um, Lolo will probably tell me if I'm right or wrong. But yeah, so they're doing good stuff. I'm really looking for forward to all the 545 stuff. And, um, you know, crank will be awesome. But if you don't want to wait for the crank, get a get a pistol. Yes, it's really close. And uh, that way you don't have to SBR it, but, you know. Here's my suggestion. When uh, ATF does their stupid nonsense and goes after the SIG braces, I've heard, I don't know how true this is going to be, but I've heard that they'll just, uh, they'll, give, they'll give us all free, like you could just put in for SBRs or something. I don't know. I don't think we're going to really be that lucky. But if we are, I'm SBR in everything. I'm, I'm going to say sure. everything has a has a pistol brace on it. I'm SBR in everything on their dime. What? I'm not sure because if you remember mm. when Trump was still in office, they put out a thing that they were going to reclassify braces into SBRs. Mm -hmm. Under that one, they said they were going to give a free tax stamp. Well, at the last minute, because we all complained, the Trump administration shut that down. Mm -hmm. This one is under the administration of the former vice president, mm -hmm. and I don't see anything in there talking about the free tax stamp this time around. Yeah, yeah, it might not, it may not be, it may not be, you never know. I mean, you know, what is this? What you got here? Here's some more Bakelite, people like that. Mm -hmm. That goes with the Russian Tula. That oh, I that looks good, guys. yeah. That's all Bakelite, the, the, the sheath and the handle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very nice. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Is that Russian? Yes. Oh, very nice. Yep, yeah, this one is from the Tula factory, just like the AK. It's got the... Yeah, I don't know if I've seen this particular Sorry. one. I know Walter has a bunch of uh, these bayonets and stuff. I don't think I've ever seen him with one of these. Uh, I'm into bayonets. Yeah, hold that up for a second. Hold that up to the screen. I'm going to take a picture of that here. And then I'm going to send that, uh, come back a little bit so we can see the full thing. Here we go. I'm going to send that off to Walter and see what he thinks about that. I'm going to send him that right now. Uh, let's see if yeah, we get a... this is a Tula. Yeah, let's see if we get a, um, a rise out of him. Um, it's actually, if, if you look here, with this is my Tula kit build. Mm -hmm. This exact style of Bakelite magazine, as well as this Bakelite bayonet, all goes with the year of this kit, which is a 1973. So they had yeah. different changes along the way, but mm -hmm. it's pretty much all kind of like authentic matching, whatever. No, that looks good. I think this might be the thumbnail. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, never, never plan for the future. <laughs> never plan for the future. All right, cool. Um, all right, what what else you got? You got some more, uh, got some more stuff here. Oh, geez. I got a few things. Yeah. Um, Lola says H&R break open guns, PSA ammo, CMMG 4.6. Um, 4.6 was nice from CMMG. The ammo from PSA, we're still waiting on, but I think they're working on it. Yeah, it's going to so take a couple I of years for that to get going. I did a video not too long on that ago on that. They're still promising us 2023 for the steel case ammo, which is mm -hmm. initially going to be 762 by 39, 545 by 39, mm -hmm. 762 by 54R. In the meantime, what we can look forward to is the AAC 9mm, which is currently available. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to have a 223 AAC 
pretty soon too so yeah they're gonna that's an interesting thing they're putting out ammo under the aac label and it's weird because it's aac that they bought which was the advanced armament corporation like 300 aac blackout the suppressors yeah yeah but now they're they're kind of dual branding it right america's ammo company too yeah, I think yeah, that's interesting. Well, definitely they're not going to sue themselves. <laughs> no, they're not. But, it, but you can find this ammo in the early listings. It said Advanced Armament Corporation ammo, and now it says America's Ammunition Company. Huh. Interesting. It's all in the same. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but yes, AAC does belong to them, or is under the umbrella, so to speak. Um, some of these things are under the umbrella, but still, obviously, separate companies. And we should expect to see some actual suppressors and things like that coming out from AAC. I've heard some cool things going on there. Um, yeah, just know. like in the um, in the AK world, I shot a um, DPMS Anvil at the booth, which mm-hmm. is essentially a GF3. Here's mm-hmm. the difference, though. Your local gun shops are going to be able to buy DPMS, mm-hmm. and Palmetto's not going to sell them on their site. Because I don't know about you, but my local gun shop said he could never sell Palmetto stuff because the website just blew any profit margin out of the water. So DPMS will be found at all your local gun shops now. So yeah, cool. I think that's the reason. One of the reasons that they that they tasked to the DPMS brand is that that's a specific brand. If you like uh, PSA stuff, Palmetto State Armory things that they make, but you don't want to buy it online. You want to be able to go into your local gun store or your local gun store wants to be able to carry those. Those things will be carried through them, but under the DPMS label, which I think is a good idea. It's a good, you know, we'll see how it works out, but it's a good plan. It is because a lot of us, you know, we like to buy online for cheaper, but there's a lot of us that would rather go into the local gun shop and actually touch it, look at it, try the trigger out. And there Mm -hmm. is something nice about buying a gun locally, you know? Yeah, Night Train wants to know what's the price point on that nine millimeter ammo. Do you remember? Yeah, right now I think it's um sixteen ninety nine a box okay. on their site. All right, there you go. Uh, you can tell us what you think about that. You know, good, bad, otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I, I've shot it. I like it. Yeah, H and R. Okay, H and R. You got thoughts on H and R? That's one of the things Lola wanted me to bring up. So I'm going to follow directions here and bring it up, I guess. Well, H&R is an old company. I mean, you can look at old M1 Garand rifles from from World War II that were Mm H&R. The company's made a lot of shotguns over the years. They kind of went under. I think the very end of H&R was technically about 2015. Mm -hmm. So PSA acquired. Well, it's not really PSA. It's the parent company. PSA and H&R are sister companies, right? Like JJE Capital mm-hmm. owns a bunch of other companies, including H&R, Harrington and Richardson, and Palmetto State Armory. So they're going to, they've also, um, PSA will say, JJE Capital acquired Nodak Spud. If any mm-hmm. of you guys remember them, they made AR and AK receivers. Yeah, I think that's who's running H&R. But we're coming up on a break yes. here. Let's take that and we'll uh, we'll dig back into this a little bit more here in a second. With Arms List, you can shop the extensive list of local and nationwide firearms classified. Now with more confidence because of their built-in firewall. For only $6.99 a month for personal use or $30 a month for business vendors. So when you're in the market, please consider Arms List. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Arms List. 
Right, bada bing, bada boom, we are back. <laughs> um, yeah, so so Nodak Spud, I've heard of that before. What what did he do? Because he, he was he running a YouTube channel. I don't know. They were famous for. See, I've been into AKs for a long time. So mm-hmm. early on, if you were building AKs ten years ago, you either bought the Tapco flats. Believe it or not, it was Tapco. It was a flat, mm-hmm. and you had to build bend it into a receiver. Mm-hmm. Or if you wanted a completed receiver, Nodak Spud was a about the only people in the game uh, and then, then they went into their retro um m16 clone you know ar15 lowers so now that they have h and r they can use their name and they also made ars back in the day along with all the nodak spud tooling and intellectual property for their retro lowers mm-hmm. so what we're going to see is some cool retro guns that like like Pop Brown Owls has done kind of. I know these companies don't like it when you compare them like that, mm-hmm. but that's what we're all gonna do is look yeah. at like at the end of the day. Brown that's Owls what it is. That, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think with Brown Owls, you know the retro stuff, which I was part of the promotional stuff for that. At least the you know on the guerrilla marketing side, um, mm-hmm. you know I, I think that's discontinued right now. I think they were very cool. They might have been a little bit too pricey for folks out there. So. Um, you know, for sure, it'll be a good thing to see, like, some affordable retro stuff come out from PSA, let's say, for example. I know, and I was bummed out that they discontinued so much of that cool retro stuff from Brownells. And mm-hmm. and look, you know, I, I like Brownells and I like PSA. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if they're just doing what they do, as long as the people can get something from one mm-hmm. of the two, that's going to be cool, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It doesn't, you know, I mean, I'm not super brand loyal or whatever. Uh, you know, when it comes to this stuff. So I think the Brownells guys are good guys and doing cool stuff in their own right. And I think PSA, believe it or not, is probably way bigger than Brownells. Uh, probably one of the biggest firearms manufacturers in the country, if not the biggest. If they're not the biggest, they're number two, but they're probably the biggest. Yeah, Let's put I, it I that think way. so. Yeah. Yeah, they're cranking uh, them out. You've been to the facility. I've been to the facility. I went to their machine shop last year and just watch those CNC machines just cranking mm-hmm. forgings. I can show the people something cool if they want to see it. Um, yeah, and then Appalachian Gunrunner says that the Brownells retro line used Nodak Spud as a supplier for their retro receivers. So I find that very easy to believe. I know, and I don't know what's going to happen with that because <laughs> yeah. now – so he's right. They did use them, but now Nodak Spud is owned by – at least that's what I was told last well, weekend by – JJE slash PSA. Well, so the guy who's running H&R is the guy from Nodak Spud. Yes, one of the two guys. There was two guys that did Nodak Spud, and one of them works for... Yeah, that's who's running H&R. And I think so far as the question of the break-open rifles from H&R, I don't think you guys are going to see them anytime soon, if at all. I don't want to disappoint anyone out there. We may see them, but I would put that way back on the list. Put it back there with the MP5. Uh, I don't think you're seeing that come out from H&R. Unfortunately, I'm a fan as well. I know that my brother, Anonymous Strange, is a big fan. Um, you know, so. Yeah, I know. They had those break action shotguns, the heavy bull barrel rifled shotguns they were known for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. they're going to focus on the AR side of things. Is that kind of what you gathered for now? I think that, um, yeah, I think that's what they're going to do. Maybe they'll come out with some cool stuff or whatever, but, you know. Uh, 42 Chilled put up a link to Nodak Spud, and he says, uh, Nodak Spud has moved to South Carolina 
and joined the JJE family of companies. The uh, best known of these is Palmetto State Armory under the H&R Harrington and Richardson brand uh, in a relaunch of this legacy firearms name. So yeah, that's basically what I was describing earlier. Yeah. 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 So it, it's, it's going to be cool to see what comes out of that. What you got? This is when I toured their plant. I took it to the Iraq veteran event and mm -hmm. had a couple people sign it for me. I see. Um, Such. Yeah. yeah Such. Eric IV 8888. And this is a foraging guys. Literally awesome. they have Very the foraging nice. and they had a whole tray of these before they were to go into the milling machine. And this mm -hmm. thing weighs like a lot. Like you'd be surprised. Yeah. I think they said it's 90 something percent waste. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When they um mill out one of these. Who, who signed on the other side? Who signed on the other side? Oh, this is my friend um Marksman TV. Oh, Marksman TV. Okay, cool. Um, I'm gonna say just looking at those signatures, the most genius one is a rock veteran because his handwriting looks horrible. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Look at that right there. So that's how you know that's a genius. <laughs> that's a rain man. <laughs> right there, which is exactly what uh Eric is like a rain man. Um, oh yeah yeah so <laughs> there you go uh very nice that's cool um you know that's a machine gun you got right there just so you know <laughs> you couldn't hold this up on youtube could you think about it they look at this and think it's a nuke or something right <laughs> it's not a nuke youtube we're putting this on later yeah 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 it's all good it's a paperweight <laughs> We're joking, YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, oh, man. No, that's cool. That's definitely cool. Let's see. I'm trying to see what else here. What? So what's going on in your world, man? What's the stuff outside of, you know, going to, um, you know, going to the gathering, which I think was cool. That's I like shows like that. I would rather do that than go to SHOT Show, to be honest. I'd rather do that than go to Anram. Although NRAM, I like meeting the folks out there. What else is going on in uh, 2A EDU's world? Well, I've got tons of um, footage to edit from the show, so that was awesome. The gathering event. Mm -hmm. I've got um, I've got a three cheap shotguns video I'm planning on doing soon, which is going to okay. be fun. Mm -hmm. People kind of like that. Some of that kind of stuff's come down in price lately, you know. Um, let me think of what else. Hmm. What are the cheapest um, shotguns out there right now? Oh, geez. I've got three of them here that are just a little over 100 bucks a piece. Mm -hmm. um, there's some shotguns. That's what I was, yeah. yeah, I was just about to say there's some Turkish shotguns in there. I'm pretty you know, sure. I, 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 did, I did like top three cheap shotguns for 2021 video, and mm -hmm. it, it did pretty good, at least by my standards, right? And mm -hmm. It was funny because I showed a, um, a, a Stevens 320. Which used mm -hmm. to be an American company, but now they're made in China. There's not a day that goes by where people don't just rip me a new one. Like you bought, you bought a gun made in China. So like, I'm like, I didn't even know it was made in China when I bought it. But it's just funny. Have you ever noticed that if you buy a gun made in China, people will freak out on you on their cell phone and computer that was guaranteed to be made in China. All their shit, their underwear that they're sitting in, is made in China. Okay, the clothes that they're wearing made in China, the food. <laughs> no, I don't know. Some of that is not made in China, but a lot of Some it is of not it made is. here in America. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, man, everything in their life, you know, they're banging away on a computer or a phone or whatever made in China. You know, 
But I don't I don't like China either, but it's like to live in the year 2022 and they're just mm -hmm. pounding it out like keyboard commando style. Like, screw you, dude. You showed a gun made in China. It's like, well, they used to be an American company. I didn't know before I bought it where it was made, yeah. but it's, well, it's crazy. How, how I mean, works. it's it's tough not to find made in China stuff. And I don't think I don't have a problem with that. I mean, we if people if everyone uh, spent their time buying stuff made in America, that wouldn't be happening. But the truth of the matter is, you know, most people don't have money like that to buy the made in America stuff. So can't always do it. If you can get made in America, awesome. But even even cars, even cars that have like American brand cars, right? Most of the yeah. parts inside those cars are made in, in China. Most of the parts so inside of most cars on the face of the planet are made in China. So I've got I've got a few cheap shotguns here. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do two. One that's pump action, just the bare bones, and then I was mm -hmm. gonna do three cheap semi-autos. One of those is made in China, and I'm like, man, do I put it in the video? Because like, I don't care. Yeah. But it's just it's driving people crazy when they. Say yeah, but China sometimes that helps you the algorithm for you, man. When people get all mad and complain about stuff and and bang it out on the keyboard and act like I'm gonna tell this guy right now, you know, bang it out there. Hey, it helps you. So, yeah, you're right. It's all good, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So listen, I I would love for everything to be made in America, you know. But uh, did an American get some money from you when you bought that? I'm sure you of bought course. it from an American, right? Yeah, and the local gun shop did the transfer, and yeah, people say that to me sometimes. Like I like I like all kinds of cars. I've had a well, so my last American car that I had was a Challenger. I had a Challenger Scat Pack. Guess what? Not made in America, bro. Really? No. No. Scat Pack's not made in America. I think it's made in Canada or something like that, or Mexico. Okay. <laughs> so, so I guess we need to harass you until the day's over now, right? People could do it. I don't care. I don't care, because when I bought it, Americans got money. <laughs> you know? I bought it here. America. There was American working at the dealership. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. But, yeah, I buy European cars as well. I got no shame in my game. I bought it from the dealership, and an American got some money, helped to pay his mortgage and take care of his wife and kids. So I get all the stuff, man. I'm patriotic, too. I love it also. But we like things from all over the world. There is a problem with China, but this problem that got created is a deeper problem than you and I can solve. Like, I'm no fan of China, but it's the same thing with the AKs. You know, aren't these AKs you're showing a lot of them made in Russia? Should we be hating on them? They could be made all over the world, including, I mean, that's where the Kalashnikov yeah. was designed, Russia, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Quick says, let's be honest, a lot of gun people complain about a difference of $40 or more. They aren't willing to pay for American labor, but then spout how pro USA they are. He's right. Yeah. He's absolutely right. Yeah. And do you think like so like when I got my uh when I got my ham radio, I got my ham radio is uh is made in Japan. Remember the remember when people hated everything made in Japan? You know, now made in I Japan do. is awesomeness. Like Japanese glass is awesome. <laughs> You're actually yeah. right. But when I was like a kid and stuff, made in Japan was considered how made in China is right now. Yeah, yeah. But now we consider, but now stuff, so in the ham radio world, the stuff made in Japan, like I bought an antenna that I'm going to put on the house, made in Japan. That's the high-end stuff. Yeah. 
you know, when it comes to radios and things like that, and even glass, so even on optics and all that, the Japanese glass is good glass. It is, and then you get into your cutlery. A lot of nice knives are Japanese. Yeah. Cruise Man says, my American car was made in India. <laughs> I feel like it's something with guns, though, because I've even said to people, you know, I don't like to engage the trolls, but once mm -hmm. in a while, I'm like trying to conduct a social experiment. So I, I reply mm -hmm. to these people, and I'm like, well, what's yeah. your issue? Clearly, you buy stuff from China because we're talking on the Internet. And a lot of them have said, well, look, dude, yeah, we all have to buy from China. But there's just something different about it being a gun. Like, if it's yeah. a gun and it's from China, it makes it like 100 times worse is what right. they're telling me. Yeah, it's people are so weird. Here's what I'm going to say to Cruise Man. Buy more stuff from India. That's my people. we got to keep my people, you know, working and, you know. So oh, there yeah. you go. So far as the Indian people, that's that's at least half of me. Let me see. One of these halves of me, my 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 uh, skinny ass, no acidness, thanks you uh, for doing that. Um, <laughs> and, you know, gun, gun people are weird, man. Let me tell you something. A gun guys will get mad at someone because they, let's say they have a Rolex in the video, right? In the gun video, and the guy has a Rolex on. You could have a million dollars worth of guns. They're not going to get mad about that. Right. But you, you have on a Rolex? You bastard. How dare you? You should be broke and poor and suffering, and your family should eat gruel. <laughs> Even though this you got a million dollars worth of guns. <laughs> Well, you know why the channel's been growing. See, look, I, these oh, are about right. Is that Casio? Is that, yeah. what is it, Casio? Gautier. That's Gautier. You don't even know what that $17. means. Is it a Casio? I don't know. Yeah, it's a Casio. Oh, okay. There you go. Casio. Awesome. That's good. cheap one. Yeah. That's Gautier. Gautier. You don't even know what that means. There's a watch guy. No, I'm, into, I'm into watches. I watch this guy, Nico Leonard. And, you know, he, like, like he uh, comments on everyone's watches. So he's like yeah. done a, done a video commenting on Trump's watches or rappers or whoever out there, you know, actors and stuff. But he loves he loves Casio. So if he sees someone rocking a Casio, it's like that's Gaultier. He's so he's like a um where the hell is he? He's in Scotland or something like that. So what if it's a cheap one like this though? Is no, he loves good? it. Yeah, all Casios, all okay. Casios rock, man. There's some expensive nice, Casios man. out there, by the way. I heard there are, but not this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's some expensive Casios out there. I have an Oceanus Casio. So basically, it's it's called Oceanus, but the company belongs to Casio. And it's like a high-end Casio, and it's titanium. So the whole thing is titanium. It's uh, solar-powered, okay? And it's atomic timekeeping, so it sets its own time. And it's like super lightweight, right? Super lightweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of my That's favorite nice. watches. Old watch that I had, but it was expensive. It was, believe it or not, like it's expensive Casio. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Shelly Fungus says both of my 2022 Tucson hybrids were made in Korea, great cars. Korea's kicking ass in cars, by the way. Do you remember when? Okay, so. Back in. So, okay. Let's say, let's say we put aside American cars for a second. The the awesome cars used to be like German cars, right? Like Mercedes, yeah. BMW. Okay. Oh yeah. Um then, you know, I think like in the 70s Japanese cars became really big because of the whole oil crisis, kind of like what we're going through now and they're more efficient. 
uh, and they and then Japanese cars rocked everything for a while. I remember in the eighties, my dad bought the first Hyundai Excel. Remember Hyundai Excels? I do. I think, I think my dad bought one in in, in nineteen eighty five. My dad bought a Hyundai Excel. That was the first brand new car that he ever bought. Well, no, I think he bought a a long time ago. He bought a a Beetle when we lived in Nigeria, but I'm I can't. I don't I don't know if that I think that was brand new. But in America, Hyundai Excel, twenty five hundred dollars, nineteen eighty five, right? Wow. And everyone made fun of that. That's in rap songs, you know, like Biggie said, traded in her Hyundai Excel, you know. Uh, dude, Hyundai's and Kia's, which is like the same company. They are kicking BMW's ass. They're kicking Mercedes' really? ass now. Yeah. Oh, and overall sales and whatnot. Yeah, it just in design, in build quality, all of that. There's a famous video out there at an auto show. I think it was a New York auto show, right? Where these German executives from BMW, they're looking. They're in the. I think they're in a Kia booth. And they're looking at all these Kias, but they're talking to each other in German, but someone translated it. And this executive is like, look at these, look at the design on these cars. Look at what they put, look at what they did here. Look what they, how come we didn't do that? <laughs> you know, That's because crazy. Korea hired like a lot of young engineers and designers and stuff like that. And they've just been kicking asses. That's kind of not much different though than some of these guns. Like if you look at what Taurus mm -hmm. is doing with their designs so compared yeah. to some of the more expensive companies that are kind of just mm -hmm. i don't know getting passed up a little bit yeah and so let me see i'm going to some of the things shelly fungus says made in japan guitars are every bit as great as american made gibson or fender trust me and let me say this because we got like two minutes here let me say this before we even get off the car thing like people talking about cars one of the best made in america cars that exists right now I let, do, you, do you know what I'm going to say? Can you guess what I'm going to say? The best made in America car right now? Is it a truck? No. I don't know what cars are made in America anymore. It's the, te Most it's the Tesla. The Tesla. Oh, the okay. Tesla okay. Model Y. One of the best cars made. It's made in America and people hate it. Americans. It's made in America. An American car company and people hate them. Right, because it's electric, and there's all these arguments yeah. about that. And they say, "Oh, it's expensive. Uh, you you could buy a Tesla for fifty, sixty thousand dollars. You, your pickup truck will cost you sixty thousand dollars. Easy. Yeah, easy, easy. Oh yeah. You know, and people are like, oh, I hate, I hate them. Made in America. You know, so that's the funny thing just, about people. Look, I think electric cars are awesome. The problem mm -hmm. is the government telling us we're going to have to have them no matter what. That's what's stirring everything up. Well, they if would you, be mandated. Well, if you look at it, so Biden had a, a meeting at the White House with the major American car companies that make electric cars. So yep. he had GM, he had Ford, and he had Chrysler. And he said that, I think he said GM is making the best American car uh, electric cars, blah, blah, blah. They didn't even invite Tesla, man. They didn't even invite Tesla, that. and that's the best American-made electric car. <laughs> they didn't even invite them to the table. They hate Elon Musk, and and then people on our side also hate. Like I'm not trying to tell anyone to buy an electric car, but I bought one because I wanted to see what it was all about. And then Lola took over that car, and she loves that car right now. And there's nothing like I used to switch out of cars all the time. Lola will not give that car up. 
And I think it's awesome to have them. The problem is the government saying by the year 2030, you're going to be forced to. And people are no, thinking, that's what bullshit. Yeah. Do with, you know? yeah, yeah, that's bullshit. And they can't do it. Like, how are they going to force you to buy a, a $60,000 car? We're coming right, right back here. We're going to keep going with this in a sec. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of a DAO or decentralized autonomous organization like Tusk Crypto. Tusk Cryptocurrency is a firearm-friendly e-commerce option for online payment transactions secured on the blockchain. So when you're in the crypto market, please consider Tusk, T-U-S-C. So um, let me see here what we got. Da -da 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 -da. What Sally Fungus says, I bought two new Benzes, one made in America and one made in Germany. Both great, but German one was better fit and finish. Uh, Germans do a good job with fit and finish of cars. Uh, they do make, you know, they do make uh, cool cars. Um, what is this? Uh, I'm trying to see what else we got here. DCG44 says, Toyota Tundra made in Texas. Um yeah, one of the best, I think, especially when it comes to, uh, like, resale value, the, the um, I think the number one is Toyota, in the world, the best resale va value pickup truck is a Toyota Tacoma. Number two is a Toyota Tundra, and the, which both of those are made in America, the Tundra and the Tacoma. And then the number three is the Toyota 4Runner. <laughs> <laughs> but that's made in Japan. I have one of the Forerunners. It's a cool car, but it's that the one made in Japan. I don't know, man. They don't up. They don't upgrade anything. The radio is from the nineties. Does it have the cassette player too? Still, <laughs> yeah. And by the way, a lot of companies are making like Mercedes Sprinter vans made in America. My van I'm sitting in, which is a Ford Transit, that's made in Kansas actually. Um, oh wow. But uh, you've got a bunch of car. I think uh, well, there's there's Hondas made in America. Um, I bought a brand new Honda Civic in 2001, and it was mm -hmm. made in Akron, Ohio at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to say that the Acura NSX is made in America also, but I think they're discontinuing that, and that's a badass supercar. But yeah. they didn't make it badass enough for me, so I don't think they sold enough of them. Um, so, and DCG44 says, I'm not going to buy no electric cars. It makes no music. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I don't think people should be forced to buy anything. Right? Yeah, I'm on the same page. Yeah, I don't think you should be forced to buy anything. It should be your choice. It'd be the same thing as if they said, well, you couldn't buy an electric car. That'd be kind of draconian too, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I, I, look, I don't, when the government gets involved in this stuff, they just mess everything up. I mean, imagine, so I'll tell you something. First of all, I don't really think the cars we should immediately go to should be electric cars. We can get into that conversation. I think we should go to, um, we should go to uh, compressed natural gas or propane powered cars because you can, you can switch any car, any combustion car that exists, we can switch those over. Uh, propane or natural gas will be 50% more efficient. And the fact of not even making new cars is better for the environment, right? If you really say you care about the planet, you're not going to go make a bunch of new electric cars. So that would have been the best thing to me personally. And we have a lot of compressed natural gas, uh, propane, all of that in America. We have more of that than Saudi Arabia has oil. Um, 
Yeah, I've, I've thought about the same topic because, I mean, you just take the small engines. You'll have like a, a Kawasaki engine that could be powered on gas, but all mm -hmm. you do is change out the carb kit. Yeah. And now you can run it on like a floor buffer to run it inside and whatnot. Yeah, and you still get power. We have a bunch of, in America, there's a bunch of airports that most of their vehicles are running on compressed natural gas. A lot of cities, their buses. A lot of garbage uh, trucks are running on that. A lot of tractor trailers are running on compressed natural gas. Yeah, so I was thinking about this. I have a little um, propane generator, actually, that mm -hmm. you screw your barbecue, barbecue mm -hmm. grill canister up to. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, hold on a minute. If you look at how trains run, trains have diesel-powered generators that run the mm -hmm. electric motors because of that constant torque mm -hmm. on the wheels to power that heavy train. What if we had cars with electric motors, all the advantages of all that torque and whatnot, mm -hmm. and you could plug it in if you wanted, have like a battery in there that's maybe like half size of an electric car, right? And mm -hmm. then have that little propane engine acting as a generator to keep those batteries charged. Yeah, it'd be awesome. It's a kind of a hybrid, which... <sighs> I don't know if I'm 100% with hybrids, but yes, you can have, you know, but they tried that with the Volt, remember? And people didn't like it, man. They discontinued the Volt. No one wanted to buy it. I mean, it, was, it wasn't propane, but, you know, it yeah. had a little motor to charge up the batteries and all that. So you could, you know, you didn't have to charge your batteries all the time. You could do a long trip. Exactly. There's the hybrid thing, but I'm thinking like from Michigan down to South Carolina, I'm driving through the Appalachians. Mm -hmm. You can drive forever and just look up and see like the cliffs. I mean, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. There's no place to plug into those cliffs. Mm -hmm. So it's like if, if, the, if you just had like a little like propane powered engine that could that could charge those batteries up mm -hmm. real quick. Even if it wasn't a true hybrid, just kind of like an onboard generator on the vehicle mm -hmm. or whatever. No, uh, to me, that's a true hybrid. I don't like the ones that you have to plug in. I think it's fine if you have to plug it in. And let's be honest. So like with the um, with the Tesla that we have, plugging it in and charging it here at the house is the easiest thing in the world. Like that, the one we have has a 300 mile range. So Lola's commute is maybe each way she's doing 70 miles a day. So she can go a couple of days, not plug it in. And then she could just come back and plug it in and it charges up overnight. It's cheap. It's She says she doesn't even notice the uh, increase on the electric bill. And that's getting plugged in. And then my van has um, two lithium, two big lithium batteries in it. So my van is always plugged in and either charging up the batteries or running the AC. So even when I'm not in here, I have the AC and everything running um, in my yeah. van. So um, because it's kind of like my office or whatever and... You know, if I was not spending a lot of time in it, I would probably, like, you know, put it down or whatever, sh you know, shut everything down. Um, or what is that called? Like dry storing it or whatever that's called. But since I'm using it all the time, right. I keep that stuff running. Um, but it, it's not, it doesn't increase it. And even if we traveled, let's say we're traveling and we've got to stop somewhere and charge it up at a supercharger. It costs something like 14, 15 bucks. Okay to go from near to zero to 300 mile range. So compared to gas prices, it's good, but I know everyone can't do that, you know, and the beauty, really the beauty of it is not that to me. Um, I think one, it's very powerful. Like it's all wheel drive, uh, very powerful. Electricity is really powerful, but I like the fact that it up, it updates itself all the time, man. So. And you know what, though? I mean, dude, I could go back and forth on it all day, but mm -hmm. there's some of the advantages are the disadvantages. Do you remember when they were calling 
um, Musk saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. do you disable all of the Russian Teslas?" Yeah, and he I, said I think he, he said no. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it was a little chilling that he could though. Mm-hmm. But people have told me recently they can do that to modern gas cars too. Yeah, they could shut Just a lot of stuff. Switch and shut them off. Um, I think I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I don't know if I'm super worried about that, and I don't think that. Um, I don't necessarily think Elon Musk is going to do that. And we have lots of ways we could shut cars down if we want to. But yes, a mass way of shutting cars down, um, it, it could exist. I don't really know. I don't really think that's true. I don't think uh, Tesla is capable of bricking their cars. Um, there okay. might be some of those cars that get bricked for different reasons, but I don't think they're capable of it. Um, I know like one of the things they do, if you buy a Tesla that was wrecked and you rebuild it and you use it, they don't allow you to supercharge. So what that means is you can go to the chargers and you could plug in and charge up. You cannot supercharge it, which means it charges faster. Yeah. So if they really had the bricking capability, to say they would do it. But to go back to the phones, don't you think they, they could shut our phones off if they want to? Of which which one is more damaging to people in America right now? I I think the phone thing is going to be... <laughs> You know. I mean, I think the phone would be worse than people actually yeah. having a job and going places nowadays. Yeah. yeah, they could shut roads down, so they may not be able to shut down cars, but they could shut down roads and tell you. I mean, look, they shut America down with COVID, so, I mean, it's not even an argument. Well, I know, but you just start hearing about, like, your social credit score and your credit impact, your carbon mm-hmm. impact. And mm-hmm. look, the electric car itself, like the technology, I think is cool. But then when you hear this current Biden and all of his people, the way they're talking about it, mm-hmm. it sounds a little bit creepy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but they obviously, I, I understand what you're saying. Whenever people try to force feed you something, you don't want it. Okay. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't look at it and you should look at it in a practical way. One of the things with electric cars that's good, and I'm just playing, I'm not trying to convince anyone to do anything, but one of the things that's good is you don't have to do regular maintenance. Like you don't have to do oil changes. You do have to, you've got to, you got to check your brakes, and the brakes probably have to be changed within a certain time, like any normal car. Um, the brakes actually last longer because of regenerative braking. So in other words, when you're braking in, a, in an electric car, you might add back a couple of miles. I see someone uh, mentioning that. I think they have a different electric car or a hybrid. And when you're braking, you actually add back a couple of miles, you know, that you could that you could go into yeah. that car. So so they're more efficient when you're in city traffic, etc., versus in the country, let's say. But yeah. you you know, you've got to do your brakes, you've got to do like your tires, stuff related to that. You might have to change your windshield washer fluid, of course. But that's really it. You're not doing maintenance every, you know, 3,000 miles or 10,000 miles or whatever it is. So there's a lot less of that kind of stuff going on. And for some people, that it just might be convenient to not have to go to a gas station, to not be dependent on that. You know, people say, "Well, okay, well, if you if you lose electricity, you know, how are you going to charge it up?" And my opinion on that is like one of the things I want to put into my house is, and I'm almost off the grid where where we live. We have like our we have a well and we have septic. Um, the, the only thing we're on the grid for is electricity. And I want to put in like a propane power generator. And, um, you know, if you get a nice big, uh, propane tank, man, you could power stuff for, I don't know, you could probably power stuff for a month or something or longer than that. If, if things really got bad, depending on the size of that tank. So, 
Um, yeah, and I, I think it's good to be self-sufficient. And I could almost, in a way, see the electric car being part of being self-sufficient. It's just the mandates. No, we already agree on that. And mm -hmm. then somebody just mentioned the $22,000 battery. I've heard that too. So there's a few things I'm going to wonder when these cars are all mm -hmm. 20 years old, what's going to happen with all the batteries, you know? Yeah. I think it comes down to, so like you, okay. So you're commercial, right? What you do for a living is commercial. How many Cut miles grass, do you yeah. put on a, How many miles do you put on a vehicle before you get a new vehicle typically? Oh, geez, man. I've got 250,000 on the one, 175,000 on the other. So mm -hmm. I usually go about 200 and something thousand miles. And then you switch them out, right? Yeah. So I think we should ask people how many miles they go before they switch out their car. Some go less than others and some go more than others. Or some people buy a used car and they run it, like they run that car into the ground. But how many people, let's say, go to a half a million or a million miles? Not many. Not many. So I think the batteries, for sure, the battery tech, I think, is a the, battery technology is very dirty. That, like this is something that if you look at this clearly you understand it's very dirty they haven't figured out how to make battery technology clean and also the rare earth metals that goes into a lot of this stuff is found in bad places in the world like afghanistan <laughs> places like yeah. ukraine russia you know yeah. or um, impossible places to go to like the moon Oh, that's right. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I think that's the problem with it. But a lot of the batteries, uh, we're talking about 10, uh, not uh, not 10. I just saw someone say 10 trillion. We, we're talking about million mile batteries. So what they've actually figured out is most people don't even go that, put that many miles on with the batteries. So what they're, what they're starting to do is figure out that, okay, this might run in a car to a quarter million miles or even a half a million miles. And then they have ways of taking those batteries and putting them into other things, right? Okay. To, you know, to get the full usage out of it. Because the one problem is you cannot keep making those batteries. And that's where we're really going to run into a problem. If you force everyone, if you force all the companies to make electric cars and you force everyone that has to get a new car to get an electric car, we're going to run into a massive wall of how the hell are we producing all those things. Unless we can grow batteries as like, unless you can plant a seed <laughs> right, right, and grow the battery technology, I think that's where we're going to run into problems. And hopefully someone's out there working on it. But I hate when they try to force things, you know, on people instead of naturally letting things develop. You See, know, the that's, government's that's what terrible with everything they do. Yeah. A private enterprise will always solve problems better and quicker than government every time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shelly Fungus says, I'm an idiot. I buy a new car every three to five years for me and my wife. I think that's what most people do. Well, here's the problem. I could buy new vehicles. I showed, buy guns. <laughs> I showed up to the gathering in a 2005 Buick LaCrosse, guys, 215,000 cool. miles. Yeah. But if I didn't buy these as often as I could, I could have a new car. So I guess it's always a trade-off. Yeah, right? everyone has their priorities. Everyone has their priorities. And you know what I think is the best tech for electric stuff? And uh, I think bicycles and motorcycles are the best thing for that. Yeah. But – I'm too. I'm not gonna ride motorcycles, really. You know, I might. I'm gonna ride bicycles, and I might ride like scooters, electric scooters, and stuff like that. But I think that's a good use for those kinds of things. You oh know? yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But I like this. Here's the big thing I like about cars to flip this on everyone of how I look at everything, right? Because my brain goes in two directions at the same time. I like the sound of the engine, man. Yeah. You know, that's the thing I that I too. like. Yeah, I don't like a fake engine, you know. Um, I like a real engine. It's like a fake engine sound is like the dudes who put go fast stripes on their cars. You know, they buy the V6 instead of the muscle car, you know. Yeah. <laughs> instead know of the exactly 6.5. Right. And then they put go fast stripes on there and they think they're badass. You know, it's the same as like piping in a sound or whatever. I really do enjoy the sound uh, of an engine. Like a V8 is the best sounding engine to me. Um, you know, but I've got a V10 and I love the sound of that engine, you know, under pressure when I'm when I'm driving oh, yeah, man. music right off right outside my shop here I've got my old um 7.3 liter power stroke in my dump truck and mm -hmm. that's got its own sound it's got the low towing gear just that choo -choo 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 -choo. right <laughs> sounds like a train at a stoplight and whatnot yeah it's yeah cool. when you start up a v10 it sounds like a tractor <laughs> it does I love it I yeah. even like the smell of the diesel fumes in the morning to <laughs> get me going and you know oh boy that's what happened to you <laughs> those diesel fumes yeah <laughs> we're unfortunately we're gonna lose diesel and i think that's a crime a lot of these guys are gonna stop making diesel have you heard that i've been hearing that yeah 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 that's mm, we're gonna regret that you know i don't know what the semi truck drivers are gonna do I think the semis could go to propane and we were we were going in that direction and there's a lot of them but this whole weird thing that we're doing of forcing things and picking winners and losers that's a problem for me i think that's where we run into like winners should win naturally right this is the whole thing that we're facing right now where like okay a guy decides he's not a guy anymore he's a woman okay congratulations to you but then he decides he's going to compete against women and then obviously because he has better muscle mass better bone density um all that kind of stuff he beats all the women's asses and so therefore it's detrimental to women and then the best uh female athletes become dudes or are dudes that that feel like they're women you know this is the problem we're forcing things and for us forcing those things we're, de we're destroying things that actually a good thing so you know if we're not going to have men and women compete against each other and just get rid of uh just make everything unisex right which all the women would lose everything except maybe like sh things where you pull triggers and stuff like that right if it's sure. a, if, if it's things related to strength the men are typically going to win the women might win some of the speed stuff, you know, if it's, uh, you know, it depends, right? Yeah. So yeah, if we're not, if, not, but we're doing this because, because of women, we, we, we've made these separations and then we're destroying young women by letting, you know, someone, if someone wants to be a woman, I'm cool with it. I don't get, I don't care, but it's where you decide you're going to go there and you're going to compete against uh, women and then take away scholarships and all that from these women we are forcing that and therefore destroying ourselves and we're living in a world where right now we're celebrating women's this is women's month or whatever to these knuckleheads out there i love women i think women are like the most awesome thing that god ever created but yeah it's crazy what we're doing I know. Where's all the feminists at? Did they get so liberal, a lot of them, that they got what they deserved? I mean, people have said that lately. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, self-destruction. <laughs> yep. You're headed for self-destruction. I don't know if you ever listened to hip-hop, 
but there was a song i think like all these rappers did it back in the day it was called self-destruction that's what these guys are doing yep yeah. you know the the supreme the the lady that's going up for supreme court you know um okay i get it biden is putting forward a black chick or whatever all of that stuff, you know, Democrats get to pick who they want to put up there. But I think today the news on that was, and I've stayed, I've stayed out of a lot of this, but, uh, you know, she was asked, like, you know, what do you consider a woman? And she said she didn't know. She's not a biologist. You're a woman. You. you you're a woman. <laughs> no, she's a woman. <laughs> she doesn't Look in the mirror. <laughs> Look in oh. the mirror. That's what. <laughs> it's crazy. Don't yeah. even get me started. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, gonna, we're coming right back here in a second. We'll be right back. <laughs> the Who Moved My Freedom podcast is made possible by our partners at 2A Commerce. Veteran-owned and with over 20 years' experience, 2A Commerce is the leader in custom e-commerce and web application development in the shooting sports industry. Clients include major brands such as Guard Dog Body Armor, Sylvan Arms, AccuFire Technologies, The Tactical Games, Warrior Knife Company, and yours truly, Hank Strange. Visit 2A Commerce and support this show by supporting them. Once again, visit the number 2acommerce.com. Yeah, you know, I think when you see women destroying women and what it is to be a woman, it's crazy. For, uh, Night Train says, hey, the Supreme Court nominee can't define what a woman is. Wow. I mean. Yeah. Looks like you froze up there. Let me see. Is you... And I, I'm just going to contact you. I'm up a Supreme Court nominee. Mm -hmm. No, you're here. Yeah, you're here, though. You're here. We got you. Okay. Yeah. Could you imagine? Let's just say Trump, because he was the last, you know, Republican president. Let's say he comes up, the last president, if you ask me. But anyways, mm -hmm. if he comes up and says, I'm going to put someone on the Supreme Court, but they must be white. How racist would that be? Now he comes incredibly, up and says, Incredibly, incredibly so. he says they have to be black. It's he racist. Say the bus, they just have to be black. What's up with that? It's racism. It's prejudice. But, I but mean, without okay, a doubt, though, because it's, it's not OK. I don't think I don't think it's OK. It's not OK. Um, you know, but this is the crazy game that they're playing, that they're playing with themselves. We, we have a black Supreme Court um, justice. And hey, if we get another if liberals are in charge right now and they want to force through another Supreme Court justice that's liberal and they want her to be black, whatever they want to do, it's all good. You know, at the end of the day, it's all good. But the idea that you are a woman, okay, you, I think she has children, I don't know, I don't care enough to even look into it, but I'm going right. to assume she has kids and all that. If someone asks you, if someone asks my wife, you know, what's your definition of a woman, she's probably going to say, me. <laughs> right? And you can at least yes. say that. You can go, hey, I'm, I'm a, I, my definition of a woman is me. Like, the thing like, oh, I'm not a biologist, that's, that's just dumbass. You know, you what's your definition of being black then? This is what I would say. What is your definition of being black? Oh, I are you an anthropologist? Are you, you know, what, what's your qualifications to even say that you're black if that's the case? But you know you're black, right? So you know you're a woman. You know you're a man. You know you're white. You know what you are, whatever you are. Now, if personally you feel that anyone can identify as a woman, that's all good. But if you really care about women, it's it's destructive to women. A lot of what's happening is destructive to women. 
And yeah, that's the thing that we're losing here in that. Like, it, it didn't a lot of this come out of, hey, let's big up women, let's make the world a better place for women and all that kind right. of stuff. Well, this is antithetical to what, to what you say your mission is. Unless your mission is to destroy everyone, which is what a lot of us have been saying. Like, they want to take everyone out. If you support these guys because you're black and then you support them because you're black, they want to destroy you who you are. If you support them because you're a woman and you're like, oh, I'm going to support these guys, they want to destroy who you are. The white people out there who support this, these guys don't get elected by black people. Okay? No. There's not enough black people to vote any of these guys into office. So there's white people out there who are voting for these people and then destroying themselves. For sure, we have issues with each other. Some of us do really bad things, you know. I, I get all of that, but this is not the way to go about it because this is mutually assured destruction to all of us. I, I think you're right. You get to where there's no definitions for anything because I've been hearing them lately. You brought up the obvious, and I have too. Mm -hmm. It's like we have a black Supreme Court justice, and actually like he's probably the most pro-Second Amendment of all of them, by the way, mm -hmm. and he's probably the smartest one on the whole bench. Like, right, and he's not, he's not doing too well right now. I hope he pulls through because uh, – yeah. He, you better pull is he through. Sick right now? Yeah, he's sick right now. He's in the hospital. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So uh, but, I hope he pulls but, through. Uh, I hope they take good care of him. <laughs> but I've heard white people lately tell me, mm -hmm. just a couple people, we were arguing online. They said we don't have a we don't have a black Supreme Court justice. And I said, What, what about <laughs> Clarence Thomas? They said he doesn't count as black because Why? he he basically sold his black card because he's so conservative so that doesn't count so now we need our first one can i tell I'm you like, how can you that's insanity yeah Yo, how can you sell that like what is your black card what what defines your blackness does your political beliefs define that i think that's what they were saying it's like he's not <laughs> no, democrat enough it, to be black and it it's doesn't. like you guys are the racist i kept calling them racist right know? What you what you believe politically, what you believe as a human being, does not is not, and it has nothing to do with whether or not you're black. It doesn't, right? You're, you're I mean, no, whether you're born rich or born poor or whatever it is, that's got nothing to do, you know, with anything. If that was true, every white person will be wealthy. Correct. <laughs> but they're but not. These are white people <laughs> that are speaking upon this, though. Right. They're white people pontificating about, well. He has white privilege because he's this, even though he's black, but she doesn't. So she has to get, I mean, it's completely backwards, dude. I don't even know how to explain yeah, it. Yeah, that's like people, I've had people tell me that I'm not black. I've had people tell me. Okay. That, you know, and I've, I've had people tell me, oh, yeah, Just you know. Just look it up to make sure you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, what's, I don't know what people's definition of shit is, right? Like, if someone, if, a, if this person over here could say that they're not, like, they're a woman, right and they're not they're not a woman then and then i'm black but you're saying well you're not black because you don't believe what i believe or whatever it is this is exactly. like the definition of dumbassery you know it is these two things the, the the two logics don't uh can't coexist you know but people I, I try that kind of plan. It's just a plan to get this country dumber and dumber. I mean, if you listen to anything the government says nowadays, it's basically an insult to our intelligence all the way around. Yeah. Listen, I, today I got my haircut. It's Wednesday. Like every other Wednesday, I usually get my haircut now. And my barber, my barber's actually a gun guy. I got him into guns. He's a good dude. I, I would say politically, if we had to put him somewhere, I'm going to say he's somewhere in the middle, right? Um, like a lot of people mm -hmm. are. 
you know, sure. um, but probably leaning a little bit liberal, you know. So he, we were talking about this whole thing with the with these swimmers and you know how uh, you know what happened. And I said, "What do you think? What do you think about that?" And he said, "I think it's funny, man." I was like, "Why do you think it's funny?" He's like, "Because you know, women support this. Women want this, and it's destroying them. And I think that's funny." <laughs> And you know it's what? so funny that it's sad. It's so sad it that is. it's funny. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, man. Um, we just do... We just do... Human beings, our problem is that we're so intelligent. <laughs> yeah, we outthink ourselves sometimes, don't we? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what's happening to a lot of people. And those same people that are complaining are the ones like the people complaining about gas prices is not just us. Right. It's those same people. You want this. Yeah. But yeah. you don't actually know what you want or what you're getting from these guys. And you won't know until it smacks you upside the head what these guys are up to. You know? But it's not everybody though. We can blame it and say the women got what they deserve, the feminists. But then there's real women like your wife and my wife. And they're like, yeah, I'm married to a man. I'm a woman. And that's probably what 99% of the people watching this are thinking, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we know the difference, clearly. Right. Yeah. And I genuinely don't care what people want to do. I could just tell you that. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, if you, you could identify yourself as a rock, a dog, like whatever you want to, man, woman. It's all good. Where it's where it crosses my world that I care about it, right? So really, we yeah. should just respect each other. You want to do that? Okay, cool. Uh, whatever, do your thing. Okay, but where you, where I now have to pay for your craziness, you know, where my kids have to suffer because of your craziness, that's where it's affecting me. Where kids, not even mine, where kids are being brutalized. Uh, that's where it, it affects me, right? Even if they're not my kids, because I don't want them being brutalized. Just like we don't want kids generally mutilated, where people are doing this and taking kids who might be confused about what their sexual identity is and mutilating them chemically. That's sad. Right? And in other yep. ways. And we're just sitting back and going, oh, no, that's totally fine. It's not fine. That's where that's where the that's where there's a problem right there. Think you are whatever you want, live as whoever you want to be, right? But when you start affecting the rest of society, that's where it's a problem. We're gun guys. I'm not telling you that you have to have a gun. I don't care whether you have one or not. Right. You should we but we all should be treated equally under the law. And the Constitution belongs to all of us. And if I want to, if I want the ability to defend myself, then I should have that. But you don't want me to have that. It, but that's who I am and what I identify is. But you want me to give you shit, though. As you see what is best fit for your own protection and safety. Yeah. And if you think about sports, it's kind of interesting. Because just think about life. And we all know this. At least if we're mature, we know this. Like, mm -hmm. life's not fair. We've mm -hmm. known no. that since we were kids. We still know it now. It's never going to be fair. But one of the most appealing things to sports is when you're in the arena, when you're in the stadium, when you're in the swimming pool, that's actually about the closest you can ever get to something being fair in life. Mm -hmm. There's set rules. There's a referee. There's a judge. There's whatever. It's going to be an umpire. Mm -hmm. And that is supposed to be the unique thing about sports is for that moment, that hour, whatever it is during your match, your meets, your ball game. 
it's supposed to be fair and you have to play by the rules. And now when there's a man just crushing all the women's records, demolishing their scholarships, these girls have been swimming since they're three years old. It doesn't, it's not fair. And sports are supposed to be, have rules. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you prepare, if you work hard, if you're the fastest or the strongest or whatever, without cheating. Correct. Right? Without cheating. There's rules before you step on that playing field and rules while you're on that playing field of conduct, etc. If you if you fit into all of that, yes, you know, then you should win. If you're not, then you lose. We live with it. Like the losing actually builds more character than the winning, right? But the competition, the fight, the struggle, the journey to get there, that's the thing that really builds the character. If you could just flip in and out of things as you want to, if you could fight against people that have no, no, um, without chemicals and, all, and other things, have no way of, of going up against you, then what, what are we doing? Well, here's the thing. If you remember baseball back in the 90s, they all got busted doing steroids and they removed mm-hmm. them from the record books or put asterisks behind their names and a lot of them got suspended mm-hmm. so at one time when you got caught doing something like using chemicals or drugs mm-hmm. you got busted by breaking the rules mm-hmm. now there's this man swimming against women and that's just what okay now all of a sudden because of the times i don't think so and that's just one example there's a lot of different examples there's runners doing this there's the stuff is happening in wrestling there's a whole power bunch of lifters yeah, you know, um, I don't know if we've seen it in basketball and sports and all that. Maybe we just scrap this. Maybe we just throw all of this away, you know, because for sure, for sure, this is not this is not working out well. And sometimes we just destroy things altogether because of what we're trying to do here, you know, yeah. um, and that's the problem. I've said it for a long, long time. If people go back, you'll see me saying this. Maybe we should just have the mutant leagues. Where people do whatever they want. You know, you put the men and the women in together. You could take steroids, get augmentations, get bionics if you want to. Do whatever you want to do. Everyone just gets thrown in there and scraps it out like, you know, like they're in the freaking Coliseum of old. You're right. That'd be like, you're right. That'd be the modified class. And then like if it was car racing, we could have the stock class. And that's where women still compete against women. Men compete against men, right? Yeah. You know, it's just... Listen, life is not fair. There's some sports that people like more. Like, okay, I know typically men's sports dominate, right? If you're looking at football, if you're looking at basketball, those kinds of sports, men dominate. And in a lot of, but but that's mostly because men are watching that, right? So men are looking at that and women, you know, and I don't think that you have as many women, let's say, looking at women's basketball or even dudes, you know, maybe... You know, like I've saw, I've seen football. Like I'm not into any sports. I'll just tell you that honestly. But I'll watch a right. like I've seen there's football matches where all the women are in uh, lingerie. I thought that was cool. I might watch that. Yeah. Hey, I'm a dude. What can I say? Right. I've watched that for a minute or two. Yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> but there's some sports that women do better, and people watch more the women, like uh, volleyball, for example. I'm gonna. I don't really want to watch the dudes playing volleyball. I watch ladies. I watch the ladies playing volleyball all day. I don't really care about dudes playing tennis. I'll be honest with you, but I'll watch. I'll watch women's tennis. You know, Mm -hmm. when you want all of this, it's gonna flip. It's gonna come back to you, man, and it's gonna mess you up. We're confusing the world, and I think that's what these guys want. Because if you confuse the world, you know, in a state of confusion, you could go in and make it whatever you want it to be. Yeah, you're right. 
So, um, Night Train says, what about the female basketball player arrested at the airport in Russia for illegal contraband? Um, it sucks. I, I think, I think I saw today that she actually got to speak to a U.S. representative. I know she's probably not someone who thinks along our lines, but you know, mm -hmm. for me, I think it sucks. Like that's an American still at the end of the day, even if they don't agree with us. And I think she was playing in Russia and then Russia decided to play this game and, you know, and maybe hold her hostage or whatever. And it sucks. And now, That's crazy. yeah, now, unfortunately, for someone who may hate America, she gets to see how Russia is, but it shouldn't be happening. You know, I think Russia should release her, let her come back to America and hate America if she wants to. That's called freedom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Shelly Fungus, by the way. Left me a nice compliment earlier in the chat. Oh, OK. What what did Shelly Fungus say? Say hey, you're one of the best YouTubers mm -hmm. like Hank. Love you, man. Awesome, awesome. And who the hell is Shelly Fungus? That's someone that we know that has changed a name, but I guess they don't want to tell us. I'm so, not sure. Yeah. Do you know who it uh, is? Or? I don't know. I don't know. That I know that's someone that knows me because, <laughs> you know, um, though just the way they talk and everything, they uh, they know who I am. But I'm not sure who it is. I have my suspicions, but I don't know. <laughs> well, they said we're the best two on all of YouTube is how I just read that. So we like them, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's all we need to know. <laughs> that's all we need to know. <laughs> the name is interesting, Shelly Fungus. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I don't know what to. It says Hank, we talk. We've talked on the phone, so there you go. Okay, Shelly okay. Fungus. Uh, what state are you in? Let's see. That'll tell me right there. I think I know. There's lots of people I talk to on the phone, by the way. If we talk on a regular basis, I might know who it is. Um, uh, and if Shelly Fungus is in the state of Georgia, I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Uh, I'll, re I'll reveal myself when you return. <laughs> okay, this is some uh, Senator Palpatine type stuff now. <laughs> oh, Illinois, Illinois, hmm, Illinois. Okay, no, that's not who I was thinking. It could be so many different people. Yeah, it could be so many different people. I don't know, man. I'm going to need more than that. Oh, only once. Oh, man. Only once. That's a massive field of people that I've talked to only one time. <laughs> okay, listen. We're getting ready to wrap this up. I don't want to do this unless I remind everyone because... Uh... Oh, by the way, oh, Walter. I knew Walter was going to answer the channel challenge with the bayonets. Check this out. Boom. Yeah. Walter nice. throwing some, but he couldn't find he couldn't find a bayonet like yours though. Couldn't find the Baker Light special, but yes, this these are cool bayonets. I don't we don't see the whole thing, but uh, there maybe you go. some Romanian going on there and a yeah 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 yeah. Like. yeah. I mean Walter, you know Walter said had to enter the Stargate through the emergency gate. <laughs> oh, let me see these patches. Oh, very nice. Check this out. This is Ooh. what I brought back from the event. Oh, very nice. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yes. And if you guys want those patches out there, you know, um, those are for sale on HankTrange.com. So there you go. And you can help support us and you can get your hands on that. But let me throw up. So um, so this weekend, there's not going to be a show on Thursday or Friday because we are going to uh, we're going to Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama. We are doing Ham Radio Day at Gigaparts. 
And if you go, if you're in Alabama or you got friends or whatever in Alabama that want to join us, I'm going to be hanging out with Jason Ham Radio 2.0, as you see right there. There's the Gigaparts uh, Bronco in the background, very nice uh, American car that's probably made in Mexico or Canada. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'm going to be we're we're going to be doing some ham radio stuff. I'm actually going to be putting. A, um, I'm going to be putting a, a ham radio, I don't know if you're into ham radio or not, but um, I'm going to be putting a ham radio unit into the van here. Uh, so I'm going to be doing that over at Gigaparts. Jason's going to be helping me, but they're having what they call a ham radio day at Gigaparts on Saturday. That's March 26th, I believe. And what was it? It was from, uh, what? Uh, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. in Huntsville, Alabama. So the Huntsville Gigaport store. If you want to come hang out with me, um, you know, you're absolutely welcome if you're in Alabama to come hang out there with me. And don't say I didn't tell you. Uh, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let 2A EDU tell you guys how you can uh, communicate with him, support him, and see his content. Go for it. Um, obviously on YouTube, and then also head over to Locals, which... It's different than Utreon, but it's also a place that I can touch guns while I'm live and posting all kinds of cool stuff over there. So just locals.com and then just search for 2AEDU. Okay, awesome. Make sure you guys check out and support 2AEDU. Always have a great conversation with him here. I think we're going to another break, but when we come back from that, uh, we're going we're gonna to get some words of wisdom. Let me, let's see. I think we're going to break. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of manufacturers like Safety Harbor Firearms. SHF is a quintessential family-owned small business totally representative of the American dream. Safety Harbor Firearms is a Florida-based manufacturer of the compact entry stock and the SHTF 50 upper for an AR-15 lower. Also, SHF happily delivers on your Sten Gun parts needs. So don't forget to check out StenParts.com and SafetyHarborFirearms.com. All right, so there you go. Uh, what is this? Cruiseman says, that close, but I can't make it. We'll be there. I think we're leaving tomorrow. So we'll be there tomorrow night and probably be there Friday and Saturday. Maybe we're leaving Sunday or something like that. So uh, DCG44 says, catch everyone next week. Shelly Fungus says, guys, thanks, everyone. Great show. Side chat. Appreciate all of you. Awesome. Um, 42 Chill says, get a big amp for ham. Um, so, yeah, it's going to it's you know, it's going to be something nice that I'm going to put in here to help with the communications when we're on the road and all that kind of stuff. So make sure you guys check that out. Do you have any uh, events or anything like that coming up today? I don't know, man. I'm gonna have a lot of grass to cut, so probably in the fall we'll oh, do a okay. couple things. Yeah, you know, you should do something where where you let like people who are fans of yours come and cut grass with you and work for you. I think that'd be awesome. That would work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, you win a prize, you get to go cut grass with two eighty. <laughs> you should do that. Listen. It sounds crazy. People might actually take you up on that. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, I'll yeah. start that up here. Soon. Yeah, it sounds like it might be fun. It might be a fun thing to do. Uh, so it looks like everyone's enjoying the show. So they say stay safe, stay armed. 
Uh, there you go. So uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run in the end here, and then I'm going to come back, and 2AEDU is going to drop some words of wisdom on us. Lola says free labor. I do that sometimes when people come over here to shoot with me on the Hacienda. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh yeah. you want you want to shoot with us? Okay, cool. Uh, help us uh, get all these leaves over here into this fire pit. <laughs> Go feed the goats. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. we don't have the goats anymore. Lola sold all the goats. She got, t she got tired of that. We still have two goats. You so. do? Oh, okay, cool, cool. That's cool. Oh, yeah. All right, let me run in the end. We're going to come right back, and 2AEDU is going to give us words of wisdom. All right, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Like I said, we won't be here for Thursday and Friday, but we'll be back with free for all monday on monday as crazy as that is big shout out to all the people joining us on the firearms radio network we got lots of people from all over the world joining us here through the firearms radio network um so big shout out to those people a lot of people in canada a lot of people in the uk people in italy uh all over the world so that's awesome to see all right 2a edu what are your words of wisdom sir i'm gonna copy your words how you start off guys get your big girl panties on because there's a couple rules coming in April, then again in August, and we literally need to fight like hell because they're coming at us, and we need to win this, and I just want all you guys to stay strong and positive. Absolutely. Good. Yes, absolutely. we got lots of fights ahead of us. We want to get uh, constitutional carry here in Florida as well as reverse some uh, bad gun laws we have. And, yeah, we do have a lot of fighting to do with the ATF coming up. So stay tuned to uh, 2AEDU for that as well as myself and lots of other good folks out there that are doing that. Thanks so much, man. It's always fun when you're on. You know, even if I'm tired, I have a good time. Nah, dude, I appreciate it, man. I love hanging out with you. And it was awesome getting to, you know, see you and Lola again in real yeah. life. And yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we haven't really gotten a chance to break bread. bread. We need to do that. But usually we see each other and we're, like, tired from, like, walking around oh. and <laughs> getting radiated in the sun. It's always crazy. Well, I imagine I would just see you guys, like, later that night. And then all of a yeah. sudden you guys drove home. I let's actually yeah. like go out to dinner next time that we're out yeah 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 or make plans to come down here or something like that or if i'm in your area i'll try to you know let you know i'm up there or something we'll do we'll do something but i'm not cutting grass though i'm not gonna do that not that <laughs> let me press the button here let's see if we get this to work right i didn't get it to work right yesterday